You're not so, the host of the RPG cast. Who's this? Uh, I, I, put Anna back on. She's the real host. Boo. I, I'm sure she's flattered by by her fans demanding that her she come back, but she's also working this morning. Uh, at least Chris isn't on. Oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> I, I am your host, Kelly Ryan, filling in for Anna this week, who is currently working. Um, Keep working. Good um, good job, Anna. Um, that voice you heard was Chris Privetier. The real host is the friends we made along the way. Indeed. And my, my other buddy from RPG, or not RPG, RPG Backtrack, Josh Carpenter. Hey there. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's been a couple of weeks since we podcasted. Yeah, sorry about that. We, uh, Anna and I were, <laughs> we have this giant project of, like renovating a downstairs room not renovating but like unburying it getting rid of a bunch of junk and then cleaning it up to make it an office and it's it's been consuming our lives for the past two weeks so you're you're cleaning out your basement full of uh video game and nerd gold to so yeah, that you really. actually have a have an actual room yes, again but also right? nerd clutter <laughs> And those two things are hard to tell apart. Uh, Can be. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll be. I'll be honest. A lot of it was pretty easy to figure out once you look look at it, and you're like, "What the hell was I thinking? Keeping all this garbage? <laughs> I made poor decisions. Ooh, a sealed copy of Tale Concerto. This was not a poor decision. I'm going to sell that. <laughs> oh, that that was ka-ching. <laughs> See, the good decisions can make up for all the That's poor right, decisions. That's right, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but the real question is, are you going to get that copy graded? No, I'm not going to get it fucking graded. <laughs> but Chris, gra- grading increases the price arbitrarily. <laughs> grading can be good if we had an independent grading organization who was actually reliable and reputable, but apparently we don't. <laughs> See, I, I was bitching about this yesterday. To me, grading some grading makes sense for something like comic books, where you know there's a little bit of degradation or decay there, so that you've got you know your copy the, of some of the, the paper one. boxes, Kelly. I think you yeah. could you could use grading for. Um, True, and I think the physical degradation applies to all physical things, and I just think that the grading is less necessary maybe on your plastic box games but it it still could be nice to have somebody who you trust knowing what they're talking about to look over and say yep no cracks this looks good they didn't repackage it it's good but the, the real question is okay discrot does it take into oh yeah it that? doesn't yeah well, so, well you're not going to know if the thing but you're not uh, going to open it up. anyway you don't care well, it's it's, it's schrodinger's video game no but you don't point. need it to work kelly the reason you're buying it is not to open it up and play it you have an emulator for that the reason you're <laughs> buying it is because you want to know this is a pristine unopened copy that is the value to me like this is your you are literally buying nostalgia yeah i i was bitching about this yesterday my husband called me out on it but i'm gonna say it again games were meant to be played and not sit on a shelf money well, was kelly meant did- to be spent 
<laughs> but, Kelly, you know. this is our generation's uh, baseball cards. You know, that, that's know. the way it is. Yeah, I, saw, I found a bunch of those, too. I sent them to my dad. Like, you know what? <laughs> we collected these when I was a kid. You've always cared about them a little bit more than me. If you want to go through and sell them, go ahead. Otherwise, go ch- go go uh, ahead and look through them. I, I, as someone who's already done that, um, I can tell you they're almost certainly worth nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I also had that. Experience I also sent you. them three binders of magic cards. Oh, those those yeah. might be worth. Yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, that I've was a better a whole, decision. <laughs> let me tell you, ask you something, Chris. I've got a whole binder of WoW trading cards. Do you think those are worth anything? I have or? no clue, Kelly. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> we're we're sending the the magic cards over with the condition of, yeah, we don't want to go through these and figure it out. So you can keep all the profits from them. Because <laughs> because I can tell you right now, all of those loot cards they had been scratched and claimed. Yeah, they're uh, worthless then. Uh. I, th- I think at the end of the the run of that, Vaughn got a well, no, he got the giant chicken mount, which he totally scratched and claimed. And I think I got I would like, too. The, spe- <laughs> the spectral tiger cub, not the mount, the cub, which I scratched and claimed because you know cats. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kelly, are you going to yeah. go back and play WoW because they added a cat mount? Oh God, don't tempt me! I <laughs> just say no, I Kelly. Been- I have been teeter- teetering on the wagon. Don't play into I, Bobby Kotek's um, sacrificial theater. I, I am remaining strong. I am remaining strong. Ooh, I, I'm, I'm taking a salary get... cut. Look, we're doing the right thing. I, I know it's a trap, everyone. I'm, I'm remaining strong. But if I ever come back, that cat, man. Go look at that cat. was so cute. <sighs> I, I was trying to tempt you with it just so that I could fall off the wagon with you. I mean, honestly, I I would get that mount if I were going back. I'm just not ready to go back yet. Yeah, um, no, I think uh, we are seeing at least some movement there and maybe, um, um, I don't know. I'm just waiting for employees <laughs> to say, yeah, things have changed and then I'll be good. I and I feel like this. there's a possible chance of it actually happening. So that's encouraging. But also I'm not foolish enough to think that we're done yet. <laughs> I, I was about to ask movement on the company not being shitty or the movement on the game not being shitty. Oh, no, just so. the company. Like, okay, I, I didn't think the game was that bad, Kelly. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like the, the expansion stuff. and like there's been enough time for more content to be added. So I'd go check out more like, come on. But also some of the, the company was so, mm. yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was a one, two punch, but some of the stuff in the game itself was just pretty lame. And all the, all the stuff that they're doing to kind of make it better in 9.1 kind of helps, mm-hmm. but call me when they announce 9.2. Hey, can you choke up on your mic a little bit? Sure. No problem. Thank you. I, I had it away because I was eating early. Oh, um, all right. But but yeah, uh, call me when nine point two gets announced because I I really uh, why, was not. Yeah, I don't see myself playing law. until real late in this expansion's life cycle again at earliest because that's how long it would take for the to get some good feedback about the company's changes being real or not. Yeah, yeah, and have you heard that the ex employees have made a new company with no women? Oh, shocker. <laughs> but there aren't women in the game industry, Kelly. Don't you know that? Come on. Well, not if we keep chasing them out. Um, I can't believe it. Well, it's been a couple of weeks. I'm sure you guys have They're been- going to make, Kelly, they're going to make 
El Diablo, and it's going to be the darkest thing you've ever seen. It's just a black screen. So dark. So metal. It's going to be so dark and so hard. (laughs) (laughs) That almost sounds kind of perverted. (laughs) So, I mean, it's been a couple weeks. I'm sure you guys have been, like, plugging through your backlog, right? I actually have been. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm going to announce to you that the the um Baldur's Gate like list that I made, I'm actually making progress on it. It's insanity Woo-hoo. for me. I went awesome. I picked up Pillars of Eternity 1 and I finished it. Um I cheated the heck out of that one. I probably talked about it last time I was on the show or that we did a show. I don't remember though. So just in case Pillars of Eternity 1, I finished. Um, I was inspired to play a, a D&D-like game because Kelly got me into Critical Role, and that's all D&D, and so I was, D&D's on the brain, so I needed like a, a tabletop-inspired game, so I was like, well, let's go and check out Pillars again, because something in me does not want to pick up Divinity Original Sin 2 again, and I don't know why that is, but we'll, I'll figure that out eventually. Anyway, as soon as Pillars 1 was done, I wanted to get into Pillars 2, because Campaign 2 of Critical Role... They were pimping Pillars 2 at the beginning of it, so that was like, all right, I gotta check this out. All these voice actors I'm listening to are in that game, so I want to see how that works and how their performances are. And so that was fun, because I got to listen to the same people in Critical Role doing the voices in the game I was playing, and then eventually I was like, well, this is a little too much of these people, but whatever. Um, Pillars of Eternity 2, you get to be a pirate, Captain! It's the pirate game I've been waiting for, Josh. It's your mythical pirate game. It's my mythical pirate game. That was fun. And and Chris, (laughs) the uh, Vox Machina characters are in uh, two. I know. I know. I didn't make them, but yeah. Um, No, it's a DLC pack. I know. I downloaded it, but I didn't didn't use those characters in my party. Oh, I didn't know they were playable. I thought they were just NPCs. Uh, No. What it is, is you get their voice. You've got they do voice packs for those characters. So you could get like the Scanlan voice pack, for example. And then they've got like character oh. portraits for those characters. So you could essentially make an NPC. You'd have to name it Scanlan, for example. And then it would be in your party with the voice and the look. So they're not like fleshed out with story and stuff, but you can get like that character oh. in your party to be basically in your party, sort of. I did use the Scanlan voice. So my guy was an Orlin, so he was a little short, the Pillars of Eternity equivalent of a halfling. So I did use Scanlan's voice, which was weird at times. Um, oh, wait, wait till you hear Fresh Cut Grass's voice uh, I can't in the wait. new campaign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sam's uh, going somewhere with that. Yeah. Um, okay. let's, let's just say I've, I've almost given myself an asthma attack laughing at him numerous times, and it's only been two episodes. Nice. Um, yeah, so, uh, bu- 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 Pillars of Eternity 2, um, uh, short, let me give you a quick review. Um, better combat, in my opinion, than Pillars of Eternity 1. I played the whole thing on normal and did not cheat, which I don't know if I can do a better endorsement of the combat system than that. Because <laughs> I, I tend to cheat in these computer games. I did not cheat. The console's right there. I didn't use it. It was great. Um, I did look up a couple of quest guides near the end of the game just to to kind of be like, well, I want to know like um, what were the other endings I could have gotten and do I care enough because I feel dissatisfied. 
Um, and then I'd confirm like, oh, no, I didn't have as much agency on this as I thought. All right, cool. Let's go with the decisions I made. I'm role playing. Um, but other than that, I really just played the game and it was cool to just play the game and not worry about guides and min-maxing and everything. So uh, what I didn't have was um, an idea of how to make a good character build. So I did need to get some help on that. So I find that to still be an issue with with the Pillars games. Like, And this is with all the tabletop games is it's easy to make a character who sucks and it's harder to make a character who's optimized. And um, if you're going to micromanage every fight, it's not as important. But if you, if that becomes fatiguing to you and you want to not micromanage every fight, then your character build matters a little bit more. Um, and I know there's like really intense people who play on like the hardest difficulty levels and stuff. And there, that's where the builds really truly matter. But I find that having some of that build insight um uh even on normal was was nice to be able to be like okay cool i can survive fights without this person dying every time and necessitating another rest afterwards cuz that kind of sucks well well um, and on a console game i mean you 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 don't necessarily want to try it three or four times to figure out how to how to actually build a good character you want to have right. some knowledge going in of how to do it because you just ideally want to play through the game once most of the time yeah and and there there're different there're different ways to look at it. I kind of like, so some games will say, well, we can have an auto build in here where we'll choose the skills for you that we know are good. Um, I don't think Pillars 2 does that. Um, Like Pathfinder does that. But I don't want to do that. I want to pick the skills, but I want to pick skills that I want the agency of picking the skills and I want the character to be good, which is real hard to get both. Um, Unless you know what you're doing already. And that's that. I feel like that's important though that you pick the skills because that's just part of the tabletop experience. Oh well. Anyway, um, so and what what to say? All in all, though, like some niddling about like I feel like I need to respect my character and I need to figure out like what are the skills that people think are good. So I had to do a little bit of research on that while playing, but not much. And then um, some characters I never looked up a guide for. A couple characters I looked up a guide for, and I was really happy I did. Because the character was like, "Oh, this guy's good now." Um, what? Uh, but overall, I really felt like most all the combat was not a problem until some bosses. And like, bo- if boss fights are the only things you have to retry a few times, that I feel like that's the ones you should have to retry a few uh-huh. times. And so that felt great. Anyway, the whole game felt great. Good story. Good things. Good. Good. Um, Good expansion content, um, the whale expansion, W-A-E-L, that god of mystery and joking and stuff. He's a good he's a good one. Uh, he kind of sucks in the main campaign, but his expansion's pretty awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, so that whole thing, good experience. Glad I played it. I feel like Pillars 2 is better than Pillars 1. Um, I know that the Metacritic, I don't think, reflects that, but that's my opinion. Um, and then well, after finishing that, I said, all right, cool, what's next on the list? I still want a D&D thing. Um, there's no actual D and D games out that are modern that are good. Um, Baldur's Gate three still isn't done. I don't want to go back to Baldur's Gate two, and uh, that Icewind Dale thing or Baldur or Dark Alliance, whatever it was last year, um, or this earlier this year was garbage, right? So without a D and D game, I guess I'll look at the Pathfinder games. <laughs> yeah, that did you try that, Josh? That Dark Alliance game. No, I heard I heard all the same not great things about it. You did. Yeah, so so did I. I skipped on it. I think it came out during one of those crowded uh areas where it made it easy to kind of pass on by when the 
when when the buzz wasn't great. Huh, I, I just looked and I, I apparently picked up Pillars of Eternity 1 on Amazon Games at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things that happens. Yeah, the um the so what I picked up was Pathfinder Kingmaker um because that's based on D&D 3 and a half. Well, at least originally it was, and then I guess it's evolved since then. Um so that's got a nice D&D feel including similar spell names and stuff. I'm like, "Ah, oh, I, I feel like I know what I'm doing in this a little bit more." Um Pathfinder Kingmaker is not as good as Pillars of Eternity. Oh. <laughs> I was hoping it would be. It's it's interesting. So Pathfinder is um more beholden to the tabletop rules to the detriment sometime to the gameplay of a video game. Um mm-hmm. and I'm sure people would argue with me about that, especially people on the forums who talk about how easy Pillars of Eternity to is or and Pillars of Eternity is. Man, you have this shared stash and don't have to worry about encumbrance and stuff. Let let me explain to you my, my first experience with Pathfinder. Okay? Uh Kingmaker. I made a character. I model it after my wife. She is a halfling paladin who carries a great axe. Why does she carry a great axe? I asked her, Anna, if you were a small halfling paladin, what weapon would you want to fight with? And she's like, uh, great axe. Why are you asking? No, no reason. So I made, made the character after her and, and she, um, we made, so I, I start the game, go through the tutorial section just fine, no trouble. I'm playing on normal, all right? Get out of the tutorial, and it's like, okay, go wander around for three months of in-game time, get enough experience, and go kill this boss, and then you will be able to start building your kingdom. It's like, cool. I go through two fights and and get to, like, the third fight, They <laughs> and I'm surrounded by slavers who steal one of my four party members I I cannot win the fight against them. They take that party member away, and I've booted back to the to the to the map, and it's like, okay, now what? I'm like, wait, can I get that party member back? I don't know. I'd have to go search for them. Okay, um, I wasn't strong enough to fight these guys, so even if I find them, I'm gonna need to get some levels. I better go fight some other things. Oh, everything I can run into on this map is a level higher than me, and now I'm down a party member. I'm losing every possible fight I can. Also, removing that party member put my party at endurance, so now they walk slowly in all the maps, which is like, why? Why? This is not fun. It's all slow. Okay, so now I have to drop all the loot, but I was that's the loot I was going to go sell if I could get back to the trading post on the other side of the freaking forest that I can't get to now because it's too far to walk because I've got too much encumbrance because you took a party member away. <laughs> okay, fine. But not, and then my party members got tired and I couldn't freaking move anymore. So my wife's a, a half-lean paladin, right? When she's exhausted, she can't walk fast anymore because her encumbrance levels get halved and all the equipment she has on because she's a paladin. She wears heavy armor and has a great axe. She gets over encumbered and the over encumbrance, not only does it make her move slow, it makes everything easier to hit her. (laughs) So I was dying even more in the fight. So I needed to take armor off to be more protected because that's intuitive. And So you're saying being a little too much of a slave to the tabletop experience is a bad thing? I'm saying encumbrance rules suck in video games, period. 
So I went to the forums to see like how okay, how do people deal with this? Do do you, is there a way to turn it off? Is there a console command cuz screw this crap. And it turns off no. There's there's literally two camps. There're two and only two camps for Pathfinder Kingmaker. Number one is, yeah, there's a mod. It's called the Mod of Many Things or something like that. And one of the options in there is just turn off encumbrance. Okay, so that's one thing you could do. Um, there's no built-in modding support. It's like an old school mod. You need to use the Nexus Mod Manager to get installed on your thing. It's like, oh, I don't want to do all that stuff. But okay, that's an option. And there's the other camp, which is, I don't know why people complain so much about encumbrance. It's fine. You get bags of holding later on in the game. Just like manage your encumbrance. It's not that hard. You just have to use your brain. Get good people. And that's it. There's nobody in the middle. Nobody supports the games. It's like there's there's no room for subtlety, middling opinions. It's just turn it off or get good. And that's that's it. And I just. That's the Internet. <laughs> what did you expect? So I started over, um, built the same character for my wife, the same character. I put the game on easy, completely different experience. (laughs) Encumbrance is still an issue and all that, but fights are so freaking easy. And since I knew the slavers fight was coming, I didn't go down near there. (laughs) I tried to figure out what triggered it and I didn't trigger it. I said, I'm going to get levels first and then do that fight and try to avoid losing the party member. Which I did, and turned out like I didn't need the levels because easy just just destroys the difficulty levels of fights. You don't even have to think anymore. It's like normal is like, oh my gosh, you got to plan and be strategic and not overextend yourself and not and not have people other than your tanks taking damage. Easy is just oh, everything's dead. Like <laughs> there's even a story mode below easy, but it's like I don't even know why you need it. Like it's it's easy is already so easy. Who cares? So I'm like, well, this is too easy now, but all right, um, I'm having fun again. So I guess I'm playing on easy. Um, yeah. So then I, I played on easy for a bit and I tried bumping it back up to normal. I'm like, oh, look, the fights matter again. Oh, oh shoot. That guy's level eight. And I, I just wiped. Okay. Um, guess I'll go level a bit for a while. Uh, so I loaded a, a quick save and leveled a bit for a while and then went back to that fight. Oh, I'm destroying him. Yes, I'm actually playing on normal. It's great. And I've got I've got experience and I'm doing it right. I feel like a big boy. I got good. I looked at the settings. Um, the quick save had reset it back to easy. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought all this time, I'm like, I'm doing better. I'm playing on normal. No, I'm still on easy. <laughs> so I... Then I finally get through this whole intro chapter and I've got my kingdom and, and I've started doing the kingdom management and I'm I'm not sure I like the game. And it, it <laughs> and it's making me sad because basically I, I I'm not finding the, the story stuff very compelling, I'm not finding the companions very compelling, I'm not finding the kingdom management to have that like it's not giving me the dopamine hits that like a Nino Kuni kingdom building would have. Um, it's a lot of just answer events and then feel bad for the ones you couldn't get to and expire, um, and and send people on these these quests and try micromanage your kingdom, but you don't really have enough control because it's all about you. You don't have enough resources to do everything, which always feels the worst in a building game. Like, what am I missing out on? What am I missing out on? Instead of oh, look at this cool thing and how much more powerful I'm getting. It's like, have you ever noticed that in the building game? There's, there's like two ways to go about it where like you just 
you you're choosing what to lose and so you're focused on what you're losing versus you're focused on all the things you can build and how glorious it can be i, I don't mm. know maybe that's just me yeah. the way i experience no, I, building I feel games. yes i i, I feel yeah because um I, I mean not necessarily with building games but more like games where you can lose stuff permanently uh, and what, the fear of missing out on stuff mm-hmm yeah, that, that's a mood. I, I definitely feel you on that. I, I, it, just specifically, I'm trying to understand like the building mechanic here. Like, I don't know. I don't I don't think I'm done with it yet. I'm going to keep plinking away at it a bit more to see if I can lock in. Like, where does it need to be that I enjoy it? Um, So besides easy and normal, there are like actual individual difficulty sliders I could try to like customize to get to where it feels good to me, where it's not too easy and not too hard. Um, turning off encumbrance is not one of those things, unfortunately. So I still have to deal with that. And then I think ultimately though, if like the story and the kingdom building doesn't get better, I'm probably just going to put this one aside and five hour rule it, or at this point, 10 hour rule it. Um, and, and look into picking up wrath of the righteous, which I hear is a lot better. Um, but I don't know. So that's where I'm at. So pillars two, really good. King maker, a little weird. uh, so going back to Pillars too, because it's on the Steam Halloween sale right now for ten bucks, and mm-hmm. I have my my finger over the add to cart. Um, are you okay starting with Pillars too? <sighs> yes, but there's a lot of world building in Pillars One that makes it you're gonna feel like you're seeing the sequel to to a movie that you missed. It does not okay. feel. It is not completely disconnected. Like the story is its own story. It is self-contained. You like they literally blow up your your base from the first game is the first thing they do. So like you have no connection to the first game anymore in that regard. But like there's references to it all over the damn place. So Okay. Um so I probably should play Pillars One. If very, you're the if you're the, the kind least. of person who cares about all those story references and seeing the the through lines, yes, unfortunately. If okay. if you just want to do one of these games and not two because of time commitments, then two I think is the one to do personally. Um, okay. And you do get to do one of those Mass Effect Two beginnings where you can go through and choose all the choices you made in the first game that you didn't play. Oh, cool. <laughs> Um, so you, you can like build your own save file essentially. Um, so you, so you, you get a little, little dab of the first game, even at the beginning of the second. Right. Yeah, cause, cause I don't know how that would work having both games on two different platforms. Cause I have pillars one on the Amazon gaming service. And obviously that's how I'd play that one, but two, I'm, I'm definitely going to buy on steam. So I don't, I don't know. Sometimes when it's on PC, that'll work across. Like, yeah, sometimes. Okay. a lot of times on PC, it will just work. And, and like I said, at, at worst, you literally have like an extremely in-depth uh, choice selection system. You have to remember what you chose, but every single choice that matters, you can choose through a menu and build a profile of your character from PoE one, even if you can't import the save for some reason. Okay. Also, you can't see if you can import the save until an hour into the story. Okay. <laughs> That's annoying. No, sorry, it's not an hour. It's 20 minutes. But like there's a bunch of like story stuff that happens and then you sit down at a table with this lady with tarot cards and it's like, "All right, let's try and import your save." 
And it's like, why couldn't we cover this like earlier in the character creation process? Like, okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but and of course, once you've done that once, you can just skip all the dialogue to get to that point a little bit faster, but it's still annoying. Um, and uh, I think you can edit the... And at that point, even if you can't import the save, I think you can create one of those um, save profiles from that same screen. So you should be fine. Right. So, um, so either way. My, my my other question, do these games both have these emotes? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. Good. Pillars has, like, not easy and then, like, casual. Like, so um, you can do that. Um, my problem is I enjoy the systems in Pillars 1 in a way I don't in Path finder kingmaker so i didn't want to just put it on a casual i wanted to have it on normal but like give myself all the resources because i like seeing my characters succeed and and being able to manipulate the economy and being able to do like level uh, strength 20 checks and stuff like that rather than just being on super easy combat difficulty um right it's just the way i like those games uh, I didn't feel that need in Pillars 2, though. Like, it was better. I just think it was better done, personally. Um, I don't know. And, and then you played both of these on PC? Oh, yes. yes, yes. Okay. You know, because I, I, I was about ready to buy my game. I wonder if I would prefer the console versions, but it sounds like with the mouse, it'd just be a little bit easier to deal with. Yeah, um... I, do you like the real time with pause type of Baldur's Gate combat stuff? Is that a thing you're into at all? Eh. Oh, that doesn't matter. I hit purchase just now anyway. Pillars 2, oh. by the way, has a turn based mode you could use instead of the real time combat. And that changed things immensely. So, hmm. but you have to choose at the start of the game and you can't right. switch. Um, Pathfinder has turn based. You can switch every turn if you want. Between the two, <laughs> between real time and turn base, it's really cool how they did that. That's like huh. the coolest part of the Pathfinder one. Um, and I usually do real time. <clears throat> I did real time with Pillars too because the the game will just take way longer in turn based. Some battles right. just drag out. Uh, I was reading reviews on this. Like it's kind of a tacked on thing that they added late in the game's life. It works. It's good, but it adds a lot of time to the battles. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not down for that. I'm going to learn how the real time with pause goes. And I felt like the real time system Pillars Two was better than the real time system Pillars One personally. Um, pillars One, you don't have a choice. It's it's real time only. Um, but you can set the difficulty down. Um, and what else? With as much as the end of D and D I'm into right now, I want to try these. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I also kind of get very overwhelmed by character creation. Mm-hmm. But it, but it sounds like with easy mode, you don't really have to stress about it too much. I don't think so. No. Okay. Well, one of these days, I'm going to give this a try. Not right this second because I'm I'm in the middle of other stuff. But Ooh, I definitely what are you playing? Give him a chance. Well, I I finished Tales of Arise. Ooh, how was that? I think it's one of the best Tales games that they've released in a decade. Okay, okay. So is it the story that elevates it? Is it the combat? Is it um, you know, combination? What 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 the, what makes it so great? The story was really good. Um. All of the characters really had a lot of growth, um, especially the two main ones. I mean, I 
I couldn't stand Shion at the beginning and towards the end it was like, Oh god, Shion, come here, give me I wanna give you a hug. Well, wait, I can't touch I can't touch you. I but, remember you, you know. being like that, like I hate this girl. <laughs> but um you know, and I can't the get into, yeah, I, I can't get into it too much because spoilers, obviously, but just the character growth, the fact that the story actually went somewhere as opposed to just being all over the place. You know, you, there was a clear goal, but there was also some twists and turns, but there was still a clear goal, which t- Tales games in the past decade is just like. Oh, well, you go here. Well, where you go here. Well, uh, well, here's a twist. Well, here's a twist. And, like, just nothing makes sense. So they, they really outdid themselves with the story this time around. Um, the gameplay was just fun as hell um, go, going into combat. And I'm and feeling like I'm good at combat without having to, you know, learn frames and stuff. But I was also playing on super easy. So <laughs> there's that. Well, uh, well, there's the fact they let you do that too, of course. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Um, that particular game, it, there was it was a huge world to explore. Um, being able to have fast travel all over the place certainly helped because even though you're doing a lot of backtracking, being able to just instantly pop to a spot to go do do some side quests is really fun. Just just overall, if you've been kind of meh on Tales games the past decade and want to play one that's as good as like Symphonia, um, I would definitely check out Arise. It, I, I was very impressed. Um, put it that way <laughs> I noticed halfway through because you get artifacts throughout the game that kind of give you little perks and I noticed that the artifacts that you get um, reference other Namco games which is kind of <laughs> cute um, like one of the things you get is called the Tablet of the Glutton and I'm looking at there I'm like, wait that looks like a Pac-Man maze oh oh I see where they're going with that and there's a couple of artifacts called the the blank of the glutton that reference Pac-Man that give you cooking bonuses. <laughs> that's that's kind of hilarious. And and some of the Namco references are a little bit obscure. Like so, there were some Japanese ones, like I guess Crocodile Smasher, that you get. Um, <clears throat> there's also ones for like Taiko no Tachigen and. I found one for Dig Dug that's flavor text was really funny because it said it has the special power of playing music when you move. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, just, uh, just a lot of fun. Um, Yeah. I I enjoyed tales of very much. And it was kind of like at a loss to what to play next, and I had picked up um, Digimon World Next Order at some point because I'd watched a review of it, and you know it's kind of a pet raising slash um, town building kind of game. And I was like, that kind of sounds like my jam right now, so I, I picked it up for twenty bucks about a month ago. Decided to put it in, and been been having a blast just raising Digimon and building a town. Um. I was thinking about it when he was talking about the town building in your Western RPG stuff where uh, you go, you know, as you're raising Digimon, you're tasked with trying to rebuild this Digimon town. So you're going out into the world and you're finding other Digimon to add to your town. And, you know, you do their side quest and 
they you recruit them and they set up like the fishing post at your town or the fast travel post at your town and then you're gathering all these materials and stuff and you kind of don't know what to do with them at first and then later on when you unlock the town fully where you know it's not just like a little bitty like one screen area it's like a huge area where you have fast travel to get through um once you do that you can like really upgrade your town so going out and gathering materials and making the like fast travel post cheaper and lets it have more uh options or um the train the training area where you can go train your digimon and gives it more options stuff like that and it's really fun um you're obviously evolving digimon as you go and the game gives you kind of good advice as to what Digimon you can evolve into, and it remembers all that information. So my first time through, I managed to get Gatomon, which is my which is my favorite Digimon, by the way. Um, the only sucky thing is that eventually, especially if they get knocked out in battle too much, your Digimon kind of die, but they also get re- revived almost instantly, and you have to like re-raise them from scratch. But they also get bonuses and stuff to when they revive. Um. I don't don't know how much else to go into the game. I was waiting for you to pull up a video or something so that you could kind of see some of the stuff for yourself. So is this on PS4? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, um. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just like looking at it. And I was like, oh, this was originally a Vita game. So how does it look on the PS4? It, it looks okay. I mean, it's not going <laughs> to blow, blow your mind away as far as the graphics are concerned, but it's got some pretty neat graphics. Uh, I'm just like anything, anything like this. I'm always just surprised. Like, wow, this isn't on Switch already. Like, oh yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm kind of annoyed that this isn't a Switch game because it very much is like one of those. Okay, flip open. There were two of these, right? Or is this a different one? I think this is. Oh, this isn't the cyber detective one. This is the yeah, yeah. This is the actual raising one. Got it. (laughs) Um. Because I think the Cyber Detective one is just a straight-up RPG. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you collect Digimon, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the annoying thing is that you you, know, you have to feed your, your Digimon, and they can poop. Oh, and boy. If you, if you don't get them to a bathroom immediately... Well, they can't they take themselves? Just... <laughs> no. No. You have to take your Digimon to the bathroom. They talk. Yes. Like, they're intelligent. They can't... They have no bottle What happens control. if you don't make it in time? I... I they, they lose discipline points, and that's when they can kind of turn into Digimon that no, aren't as powerful. No, hold on a sec. No, hold on. <laughs> they, they lose discipline points when you don't handhold them and take them to a bathroom. Yes. But if... You take them to a bathroom, which is doing their job for them. They don't lose discipline points. No. Okay, fine. Whatever. Um, luckily, because I guess past games in the series had a problem with this, where getting to them to the bathroom was a pain. So they. This give is the portable- thing? This is like a, yeah. a consistent... Oh, my gosh. Because bear in mind, this is all based off of that original keychain toy. Oh, which which I bought, by the way. Okay. 
because it was on sale on Amazon. It's like, you know, I've always wanted one of those. And then I think Paul Scarelli was like, hey, I, show me that. I want one of those, too. And then he bought two of them <laughs> so that he could play with his kids. So did they re-release and, them or something? Yeah, yeah, they uh... re-released them. And what, what's even more hilarious is that I was going to buy Vaughn one so that I'd have somebody to play with. And he was like, yeah, don't waste your money. I will never touch one of those. Like, okay, good. <laughs> and but the, the keychain is even more needy than the one than the one in the actual game because it's like I leave it alone for five seconds. Like, oh, great. You crapped all over the screen. <laughs> but <laughs> let's be honest. That's what I would do, too, if my wife left me alone for five minutes it's all over the house. <laughs> Gee, geez, at least go in the litter box, Chris. Uh, it's so far you... away. Um, but yeah, the game gives you uh, portable potties, and you get one Digimon in your town. <laughs> Wait, you that... carry a porta potty around with you? Yes, <laughs> yes. It, it looks. Look up the artwork. It looks like like a little ducky toilet seat. Oh goodness! Oh <laughs> come on. Um. The, but, this yes. is Wait, but where do you put the little effort, toilet huh? seat? I don't. What I want to know is what you do with it when you're done with yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> you haven't solved but, anything. You've just you've put a little gilded lily on where you're taking the dump. You haven't actually managed the waste. <laughs> but um, you get a Digimon in your town that gives you a free toilet seat every day. Oh boy! So you get quite you get quite a few of them. <laughs> So you never have to worry about running out of toilet seats. And I don't know. And I, this so is a I've disappointed life. Toilet seats. <laughs> say, what did you say, Josh? There's a Digimon that craps out toilet seats. Yes, I guess so. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I'm amused right now that you guys are so fixated on Digimon having to poop. I, no, but n- it. Mm. Every aspect that you explain of the system makes it worse. That's what I'm inter- interested by. Okay, but let's go, well, I'm about to make it worse because oh, no. I've got these two Mecha Digimon right now that I swear since they have evolved into Mecha Digimon, they don't poop. They eat, but they don't poop. Uh, so, yeah. That's an efficient digestive know. system. I, I guess so. I guess so. Just, maybe they have a incinerator built in. That must be. They just they just pass gas, exhaust gases. <laughs> I don't know, but but yeah, if if you want to experience a Digimon poop simulator, no. Digimon World next I order. don't. Also, but why it, do capacitors grow in the wild in this game? What is up with because that? You're, <laughs> because you're in the digital universe. But those are analog circuit components. Okay, uh, I mean. Chris, it's it's Digimon. <laughs> Try not to think too hard about it. Okay. Because you also catch digital fish. What, wait, what does a digital fish look like? Oh, and you grow meat. What? You see the little. Oh my the gosh! There's. Mi- Why is the meat garden next to the toilet? Do you not worry about digi bacteria in this game? <laughs> Apparently not. They Even wonder the game, why the life expectancy is so low. Mm-hmm. Even the game is like, don't think about it too hard. But yes, we grow meat. 
Okay. If you're not thinking about it too hard, why do you have to manage their poop cycle? If they're digital and there's literal capacitors, why can't they eat the capacitors or just charge <laughs> off them? Uh, now you're making me think about it too hard. Um, should, <laughs> should I get into Castlevania? Yes. Collection? Yes. Yes. Um, so after I finished Shimigami Tensei 3, I was at a loss as to what to play on the Switch. I tried Legend of Mana and couldn't get into it. And then I tried one of the Atelier games and couldn't get into it. So it's like, you know what? It's spooky season. This Castlevania Advance Collection came out. I need to play something spooky. Is so it I Halloween that. like tomorrow? Yeah. Oh my gosh. This was, this was two weeks ago. I remember, should start Chris. playing Resident Evil 8. So I I played Aria of Sorrow first because that's one of my favorite Castlevania games of all time. And that game is amazing. And this particular collection has a rewind feature. So it makes farming some of the souls. And that game even more, even... Oh, does it re-roll the random every time yeah. you kill the enemy? Okay. Yeah, so... So much less of a pain in the ass in that one. Mm-hmm. So I did I did a perfect run of that game where, you know, got got all the souls, leveled up to level That's 99. That's got to cut like 100 hours off of that oh, 100% yeah. run, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think my clock was only like 30 hours. And that, was, that time was boosted because I did some uh, off-screen grinding where I held a button down and let it run into my character that was in invincible mode and nice. let stuff run into the character for like an entire day. And yeah, that pretty much just trivializes that final boss. Um, so our area of sorrow is amazing. And if you're going to, if you're going to pick up this collection, get it just for that, because I, d- I did myself a disservice playing Aria first, <laughs> because then I went back to circle of the moon and I never finished Circle of the Moon on the Game Boy Advance because Circle of the Moon just is obnoxiously difficult. I, I remember it being hard, and then that kind of soured me on other future portable ones. Yeah, well, you you could tell that Circle of the Moon was them trying to recapture the magic of... Um, playstation symphony of the night mm-hmm. without understanding what made symphony, symphony of the night. But wasn't it the same the, guy? It was the same guy. I'm pretty sure it was, but like the castle design is obnoxious. Like they, you can tell that they didn't really think through the castle design. Um, you have this card system, which is great on paper, but then the cards are random drops from certain enemies. Mm-hmm. And the drop rate on some of those cards is just obscenely low. Um, I don't see how anybody could have had the patience to farm some of those cards back in the day without rewinding, because some of them I was sitting there rewinding and killing the thing over again for like an hour. I remember at some point with Circle looking things up and being like trying to read a guide and they kept referencing things I didn't even know were in the game just because of the way the drop system works. Like I'd never seen them. Yeah. And I had no idea it was a thing I was supposed to be looking for. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, the rewind feature made that game playable. It's just playable because, you know, some of those cards you kind of need for the boss fights, especially the high end ones later in the game where you, you know, you have no other way to heal other than using the cards or farming potions for two hours because there's no in-game shop. Um, so I, I finished Circle of the Moon Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday. Um, 
and I only clocked about 10 hours in that, in that game. But yeah, that one was just, I don't, it's no wonder I never beat it back in the day because it was just stupid hard. And then I'm playing Harmony of Dissonance right now, and Harmony plays a little bit better, but it still kind of has that obnoxious castle design, and they tried to do a symphony to this with this too, mm-hmm. where there's two castles you have to explore. And there's like only a slight difference between the two castles, but you know, you hit a Did they go sideways like, this time instead of upside down? No, it, oh. <laughs> it's like literally the exact same castle, like layered on top of the other castle. Mm. Spot so the differences. Both... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. It's the highlights it. castle. <laughs> yes. So, you know, you get stuck in one castle, so you go to the other one and you're like, okay, well, do I need to break this thing in one castle to get the other to show up? And they don't really do a good job of telling you, like, you know, you have your relics in a Castlevania game that unlock stuff, but you also have, like, certain equipable items that unlock stuff, and they don't do a really good job of telling you that you need to equip this in order to find this. Um, so I got, I, I think I ran back and forth in this castle numerous times before I finally got fed up and looked up a guide and realized that I had missed something on the map that could break walls that was like a whip attachment. So finally got through that, and I'm about halfway through Harmony. Um, The other problem with Harmony is they made this, I think, before they release the back or not the backlit the front lit game boy advance sp so they really tried to compensate for how dark that original game boy advance is mm-hmm. so the contrast on that game is just ridiculously bright and you can't and adjust I, it yeah I, I wish that they would have put in a filter where you could kind of adjust the contrast a little mm-hmm. bit so if you get this collection know that um harmony of dissonance is going to be just like I bleach, or not I bleach, just so bright. Um, at least with Aria, they finally kind of figured out the right brightness for it. Because <laughs> Circle of the Moon has the opposite problem. Circle of the Moon's way too dark. So I've been watching this video while you've been talking. I feel like there's four <laughs> games in this collection. Yeah, I haven't touched Dracula X yet. Okay, Dracula X is in there. Okay, so that, I, I knew which one... Okay, so that's like Dracula X, like the actual Dracula X, like you could play on. <laughs> that uh, is the Smash? Super Nintendo. Yeah. That's the Super Nintendo version of Dracula X, which was kind of their botched port of Rondo of Blood. Okay, I was gonna say it felt like Rondo, which is Genesis, right? No, Rondo oh. is Turbo Graphics. Oh, is the graphics one? Okay, okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. And then there's another one where. So that's the one where it looks like you're a Simon Belmont type guy. So that's I think that's, that's Richter. Whatever, but it's he's obviously a Belmont. All right. Then there's one where you you're like this goth dude in a red coat with a blue outline. Yeah, that's I think just Belmont. That's but, Harmony of Distance. That's Harmony. Okay. Then there's the Soma one. That's Aria. Yeah. Okay. And then oh, I've already forgotten the other one. Okay. Oh, sir. Circle the men. You're playing oh. Nathan Graves. Okay, that's just circle. And I don't, I don't think he's a Belmont. I think he's a. Well, that'll be the uh, one where but, it's like the um the lowest resolution. Um, yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Um, but Aria is definitely the best one of this collection. And yeah, in, in Aria, it gives you a little gadget where you can see if you've collected the soul from the monster or not, mm-hmm. which is incredibly handy. Um, I forgot that Harmony had that little side quest where you could furnish a room. You, you like find little furniture pieces and there's just this random room in the game. And just is like, oh, th- this is a nice room. I'll put all this furniture I found here. And that was a very weird, weird decision. But I think it's because Ika is like a furniture nerd. I don't know. It's so fun when you go, when you're watching YouTube videos, and then you go to a digital foundry produced video, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, these people know how to make 60 frames a second video correctly. (laughs) So everything's smoother. But I, I've been sitting here the whole time, the, you know, playing the advanced collection, trying to think how they would do a DS collection for this. Like, for, well, I guess for all the systems, because I think the advanced collection is on uh, the other systems, isn't it? Oh, I, I remember it getting announced. Advanced collection. Let's find out. Here's their website. Konami's website. Konami.com, a.k.a. We still make video games. Uh, yes, it's on everything. Okay. <clears throat> I honestly wonder how they would do a DS one because for for the Switch, they could easily just do Tate mode. Oh yeah, they could get the flip or, switch out. Yeah. Or I know for the Wii U for the DS games, they just kind of did the D the second screen like on a smaller window. Well, well, they had several options on the Wii U. They had it where you could have like the main screen on your TV and then the touch screen on the pad where you mm-hmm. could do them side by side on the pad or like they, you got a bunch of options on the on the Am Wii U. I'm the only one who like, misses was, that. I think that uh, yeah, was a good I, I, game gaming gimmick thing to have. The the Wii U is like really good for their that that was the death of virtual console and it was an awesome virtual console machine. If you could Aww. do it with low latency, if they could make it so you can hook like your phone, like remember when we were doing the second screen thing with the 360 and you'd hook mm-hmm. a tablet mm-hmm. up to it. If they could do that again with like current consoles and like have it not be high latency, I think that would be cool for games. Just... I mean, f- for the most part, all those. Uh, advanced or those ds castlevania games the second screen was just for the map and the menu that's all i want it's all i've ever wanted i just want it to work better than like the fallout app which would creep crashing and stuff (laughs) the the problem is that dawn of sorrow had some touchscreen screwery because it was an early release of course and it had to that that was just a requirement you know um and konami could very easily just patch that out or but that would take know, work, Kelly. Yeah, that would take work. And, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying is the that, fact you know, that Konami's it, doing anything is well be of well beyond our expectations for them. So yeah, I mean, who made it, this? It couldn't have been them, right? They didn't do this in house. I'm sure they I, outsourced I it. Who programmed the Castlevania Advance Collection? All right. But it's oh, like I really M2. want. It. Okay. There you go. Oh, they this, got the best. Are they? <laughs> who, who, oh, M2 does great stuff on uh, on like the. They did all the 
Sega ports to 3DS that were really good. They they've done tons of stuff. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Did, so did M2 so do the Sega Ages? Yeah, the Sega Ages. Yeah. Oh, did they? Okay. okay. So M2 yeah. is the is one of the so them and Dot Emu plus or minus your opinions on Dot Emu are like yeah. the two good emulator studios, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. So because M2 did all that stuff with like Fantasy Star One to make it playable on a modern system. I could see M2 kind of doing some of those programming changes to at least Dawn of Sorrow to make it playable. Yeah. If they were doing it, I would trust them to do it right. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I really want those DS games to come out of collection because those three DS games were so freaking good. What what do we need to do to get M2 to work with Nintendo on fixing the N64 emulation? Um, probably pull up a dump truck full of money, which I don't think Nintendo's willing to do right now, even though they're, you know, charging 30 extra bucks for this. Is that a news story later? We can get back to it then, I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That That's all I've been playing. I just, I, I wanted to Dreamcast with you guys what a uh, DS Castlevania collection would be like. I don't think there are any Castlevanias on the Dreamcast, Kelly. There was going to be one, but then it got canceled. <laughs> what a shock! <laughs> but that—that that wasn't the same Dreamcast I was talking about. But yeah, um, so that's all I've been playing. Josh, you've been playing a lot of Lost Judgment. I well, not that much. I was I was on vacation for part of the time. I, it's been a long time since I've been on. Yeah, but I was I was on vacation, so I wasn't really playing games during a lot of that time. So is it as disappointing I'm, as um, Sam seemed to think? Uh I like it it's tough coming off of uh off of Like a Dragon because Like a Dragon I think is just like one of if not the best game in the series and this is not as good as Like a Dragon. Well, this isn't it's... the same series. This is part of the Judgment series. Come on. <laughs> this is the traditional Yakuza gameplay. Correct. Correct. In this is traditional... running and tripping over traffic cones apparently and yeah, yeah, there's, there's, well, like, flying so, drones. <laughs> all of that stuff that was, you know, that got critiqued in the first game, you know, they added more of the, well, of course, they had the chase scenes and the tailing stuff and having to, like, follow along and get pictures of, you know, the, the, having the side quest where you'd have to get a picture of the woman kissing the guy and, you know, prove that they're, prove that they're being infidelity and that kind of stuff like that stuff they've dialed back in this game so it's not that they've gotten rid of it but you don't do as much of it as you had to in the first judgment game um the other thing about it though kind of the weird thing for me is that i'm kind of used to yakuza games just being just overwhelming you with like side content and that's still the case in Judgment. There's still just tons and tons of side stuff, but it doesn't overwhelm you in the same sort of way. It, I'm used to the the map just being full of different things to do. And this one, it's a little bit more empty because a lot of the different side quests that you have to do, you have to actually unlock them. So you'll have to... One of the big things in this game is you'll they will show these little areas where you can go to and you can overhear people's conversations. And so you go, you'll listen to someone's conversation, and then that will give you a keyword, 
like some they'll talk about something and then you can look it up in that version's world uh that that world's version of twitter <laughs> you can just search the term and then see like oh there's a bunch of people talking about ufos down here let me go down there and see what what the heck that's about oh back when you could tr- oh man i remember twitter doing that uh-huh. like you'd like try and figure out discussions by location like nobody mm. does that anymore do they no no but <laughs> but judgment has it in the game that's part or, of the way or four square oh remember four square oh, oh yeah like who's checking in and talking about hot topics over here by this <laughs> restaurant but but what it means is that oh, like josh you can ride a skateboard yes there's skateboarding but this is Japan, so you can only skateboard actually on a road. You can't oh, skateboard okay. on, on the uh, sidewalk? sidewalks oh, yeah, because that's be illegal. Because uh-huh. that's wrong. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, well, so the game won't let you do it because that's illegal. You know, that would be bad. <laughs> in the U.S., isn't it the opposite? Like, if you yes. skateboard on a road, would that be jaywalk? I don't know. I, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't seem doesn't like work. that would be Kelly. Cool. You can collect cats, I think, in this one too. Yes. Right? Yes. That's, oh, yay. That's, Yes, you can make friends with the cats, and there are side quests that involve making friends with the cats and getting them to uh, help you uh, do some of the side quests. <laughs> I, I do that in real life. Yes, well, this one, it makes it part of the game. It's fun. You get to I name still... them, and they get mad if you don't remember their names. That, you <laughs> I mean, that is not realistic. <laughs> well, no, no. It gives you, like, a choice of three names, and then okay. you remember it the next time you but see still, that. But you know, the cats the don't. The cats don't remember. I can't get my cats to remember their names, and I talk oh. to them daily. Like or, they're not know, getting mad do, at me for getting it. <laughs> or you know, you do the thing like Vaughn and I do, where we that we have their name and then their nickname, and then the variation of their nickname. Uh, Eclipse, clip, 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 clippy, <laughs> Eclipsy of Von Luna. <laughs> it's all one Le- cat. Lita, floof, floof, loaf, floof. Princess Flufula. Scamper, Scamperton, uh, Scampy. <laughs> Mistress of Many Toes. Oh, I like that one. Um, and, 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 and then there's Scotty, who's just an asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Usually when he's being a jerk, it just becomes cat, cat, <laughs> no. <laughs> he knows that tone. But what it what it means is that, like, for me, who's someone who's bad about getting distracted by the 12 million different things to do in a Yakuza style game, like, I'm not getting distracted by all this stuff because there's not all the little, you know, there's not necessarily so many nodes on the map that I'm constantly being seeing. I've still done like half of the side quests, but I'm not having to look at that map that's got like 12 things on it that I haven't done that's, you know, tempting me to go and do them all the time. It's in that sense, it's kind of great. But it, it there is just like it, it there are tons and there's still tons and tons of stuff to do. I barely scratched the surface. Like part of the a big part of the game is like investigating this bullying that's going on in this high school. And they've built this entire side quest section around the school. And you end up having to work with all the different little school groups to solve these mysteries and stuff that goes on there. And it's got its own little plot where there's this uh, character called the professor who is uh, uh, like offering to do kind of nefarious things for students on like this online message board. (laughs) 
and you have to go and follow like all the different you have to work with the dance club you have to do work with the the uh, robotics club you have to work with the boxing club there's like 10 different clubs at the school that you have to work with and go through all of their storyline i think i've only unlocked like three of them so far <laughs> and all of them come with like the or at least a lot of them come with associated mini games as well so the dance club you're doing the the you know the timing based dancing like you had to do back in Yakuza Five with Haruka, um, <laughs> so that makes a return. the The robotics club has this own weird little game basically that you have to play where you're controlling one of these little robots and you're trying to capture territory and fight against other teams' robots. Um, it's just you know like they put so much crap into these games. It's always kind of like mind blowing how much stuff they put in. Um, I'm like all the other stuff I've got to talk about is just like it's all story stuff though. I'm like there there there's a couple of loopholes in the in some of the storyline stuff that I'm still kind of wondering are they actually going to clear up or are they just kind of like oh this was kind of a loophole they didn't think through <laughs> on the mystery side but the game itself is still a lot of fun. But I I understand like if you're you know if you're coming right off of Yakuza like a dragon yeah, like I don't think it hits that same sort of height. But then again, I don't know that that's fair to compare it directly to Like a Dragon because that game was just fantastic and amazing. And this one's good; it's solid, but it doesn't reach that same sort of height. Yep. Sorry, <clears throat> don't have anything to add. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> we need some more Yakuza people here. I mean, I I bought six. It's on my PS5. I just need time to play it. <laughs> what do you got? Like a month and a half before the Yakuza Six backtrack? Oh yeah, that's right. I can, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not getting it getting to that in time. <laughs> you can start now. <laughs> I I could, but I've I've got Digimon poop to clean up. No. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Kelly. Oh my gosh. What are you doing with your life? I ask myself that every day. You could be playing with diaper men in Yakuza 6, and instead... Yeah, because that sounds like I that's know. much better. I know. <sighs> oh, well, that sounds like uh, that's all we've been playing. Do we want to get into feedback? Yeah. So our, our question last week was, what's one thing a sequel needs for you to say? Heck yeah or heck no. Um, From Vale... It can ignore all the time travel and every other character so long as, as it tells me what happened to Shala, in that, which case it's better than the original <laughs> <coughs> Chrono Cross cough. Okay. Uh, so that sounds a little bit bitter there. Um, from... From Strawberry Eggs, to get me really excited for a sequel, it'd have to, it would have to be a game that I really enjoy that hasn't been a se- seen a sequel in a long time, i.e. Neo The World Ends With You. To get me to say, oh no, a drastic change in genre or subgenre may do it. I can't think of any series I really enjoy that this has happened to, but I imagine it would at least give me a cause for concern. Um, you, you could argue Neo The World Ends With You in some respects is a change. Certainly, well, they kind of had to change the battle system. Since, yeah, you know, but it still has the same spirit, to be fair. It still fair. has the same feel? Okay. Mm-hmm. Just different different uh, inputs versus, like, you know, scratching the hell out of your touchscreen. <laughs> Just destroying that touchscreen. Yeah. Destroy it. 
<laughs> and then from Tracer 3, I normally go heck yeah to a sequel when it's either part of a good story or it feels like it has to be better than the last one. An example for me is Star Ocean Divine Force because it has to be better than the last one. Oh, harsh. Oh. <laughs> what, I'm sorry. Aren't there more bad Star Oceans than good ones? I mean, how are we keeping track of this? How are we comparing I, yeah, them probably. It, I, it depends on your opinion on four. I think everyone was, was like, Five at best was like mediocre, right? Three was mm-hmm. bad. Four is like good combat, but god awful story. Mm-hmm. And then most people like one and two to some varying degree, right? Yeah, that... one, one and two was awesome. Yeah. Um, I for me it was three was meh. Four was oh god, you are awful. (laughs) 2 was awesome. I played through 2, and I still don't feel like I understand the story in that game, and I don't think it was presented well. Um, Also, the crafting was weird. (laughs) I made a lot of really terrible-looking pieces of trash. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 4... Let me put it this way. 4 made me realize, oh, this is why people hate JRPGs. (laughs) <laughs> you have annoying kids and jailbait cat girls and a main character that is both an edge lord and a whiny bitch. Wait, this is why we hate JRPGs? This sounds like <laughs> this, why I love JRPGs, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, d- depending on how you talk to you. Know, th- four, four was like this. So this is why some people hate JRPGs okay, because right. of you know those kind of tropes. <laughs> and then I haven't played five, so I have no opinion. Well, and on six five is coming yet. now. Um. We will get get into that later, but yeah, uh, Star Ocean, very hit and miss. (laughs) I I approach the Star Ocean series like how I approach the Sonic series with the cycle. We all know the cycle. The cycle, the cycle, the Sonic hype cycle. The the Star Ocean. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Oh, no, I've been betrayed again. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think that is all of our feedback. I don't is. know if we, we have a new question. We didn't really make one. Oh, here we go. Do you like Star Ocean? Pop- What's your favorite entry? I like that. Let's do that. <laughs> it, it's topical. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, you could talk about what they need to do to make the sequel good. Yes. Yeah. Go, go, go that for works it. For me. The thing that gets to me about got to me about Star Ocean is that I watched or I played that before I watched any sort of Star Trek, and then when I watched Star Trek for the first time, I was like, "Wait, Star Ocean completely ripped all of this off!" <laughs> like, like the the underdeveloped planet act that is just the prime directive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there was a bunch of other things too, but I just remember the underdeveloped planet planet act being uh standout. I, I just so. remember the first game when I was playing this, like you go into it, yeah, I'm expecting like, okay, Star Ocean. I'm gonna be going to lots of like you know, fun outer space sci-fi stuff, and then like nah, you kinda crash land on this underdeveloped medieval planet and you spend almost ninety percent of the game there. The, Have fun. Star Ocean yeah. is the most poorly titled series. <laughs> you you all you're always on like well i don't know about the other ones in the first two you're just like on a planet there's there's mm-hmm. no ocean of stars that you are interacting with in any way it, that was the only thing about four that they got right you did go to like a bunch of different planets there well, was good. some star but, ocean to it but the, but, but the, then they then they do the mmo much. thing <laughs> oh man was that three 
Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry. Was the My amiibo. apologies. All right. <laughs> I, I Four was the really it. annoying baby character. Oh. Uh, and the jailbait cat girl. Oh, that yeah. Jailbait cat girl. So creepy. <laughs> Extra super creepy. They, they, uh, they mature faster than humans. Sure. Uh huh. It's I, that. I don't remember it may have been one of those things. She's actually a thousand years old, you know, like one of those things. I don't know. Oh, but she looks like a 13 year old that's barely, barely clothed. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Well, species we... relations are complicated, require negotiations of treaties and extradition laws. Everything's legal. Just trust us. I, I... Hashtag trust us. We're fine. Uh... I mean, you can get away with it, with it when it's Tam says, morphed. no, no, she was jailbait. They did not hide this. <laughs> Thank you, Tam, for confirming. I appreciate right. it, because I, I thought that was just me. Because it's been a hot minute since I... Mean, I if, it, uh... if it's just creepy, then don't play the game. That's no good. Yeah. Don't support that. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think we're ready for news. Wait, 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 wait. Boop, boop. We need to do spooky music. Oh, that's right. I don't know how that's spooky music, but yeah, there we go. It's it's uh this is Halloween. That song is burned into my head because of the Kingdom Hearts levels on I found out yesterday via the Video Game Apocalypse podcast that apparently the Nightmare Nightmare Before Christmas game, that's the only song that plays, and they do it with the lyrics. Wow. So. That's even worse than the that. Kingdom Hearts levels. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> um, what's not worse than Kingdom Hearts is Extra Life. Yay, Extra, yeah. Extra Life. Next week. happening. So next, next week, week we will not be doing a show because we're going to have a live stream all week and RP Gamers channel is going to be going crazy with Extra Life festivities, all sorts of people streaming throughout the weekend. Um, Anna Maria and I will be on for various shifts, um, so we'll like everyone else who streams. It's going to be great. So we're not going to do Dark Souls Death Count through the cast? Or... Oh, actually, I don't know. Are we doing a live cast? I, I, oh, well, Anna I, says uh, we are doing a podcast. Never mind. Okay. I'm, and I have to play Dark Souls. Great. Why not Blood- <laughs> have you ever played Bloodborne? Why not do Bloodborne for a change? Because getting that set up was going to be a pain last year. and Oh, right, right. And I don't know if I've... It'd be nice if I had something that ran on the PC. I'll put it that way. Yeah. If someone could, okay, could su- no suggest a Souls-like that runs on the PC, that'd be really nice. Yeah, because doing that this year would be even harder because I don't have the PS4 set up anymore. Um, so I can't do Dark Souls 3. There's what? There's Neo on the PC, right? I don't know. we got to figure it Wasn't out. Wasn't it free on Epic at one point? Is Neo Maybe really a Souls-like? Kind of? I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a big Souls person, so I don't know. Why do I have to play Dark Souls? I don't know. You, you, you're supposed to die a lot, Chris. Just need to play a game where you die a lot. I think that's the key thing. So, Super Meat Boy? Sure, that, that could that, work, right? That, yeah, but then you die so much that it loses the sting. It no longer matters, right? Yeah, if you're at like 300 deaths, that wouldn't be it wouldn't be that impressive, would it? Yeah. Not to mention you'd never get through the show. It'd just be like, oh, I died. 
Oh, yeah, I died. I died. I died. All right, so I don't know what's happening, but uh, there's a schedule at rpgamer.com slash... Just go to rpgamer.com, click the Extra Life story, and you can see the whole streaming schedule. You can see who's on when. I'm apparently going to be dying a lot on Saturday, so that should be great for everybody else. (laughs) Screams of frustrations are in my future, says Anna Marie from the other room. So, yay. (laughs) Her frog suggests you let the uh, chat choose your build in Dark Souls. Dark Souls, but chat chooses your build. I could do that. Uh, Sekiro. Oh, gosh. Hades? Um, I've done Hades. I actually win at Hades now, though. So that's the problem with Hades is, you know, I've gotten to the point where I can succeed at it. But would you succeed at the PC version? I play it on PC. Oh, okay. But you play it with uh, controller. Controller, now, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You learned that part. Yeah. Don't don't play with keyboard. <laughs> it's it's the big alert. Win on eighties. This is um, not a keyboard and mouse game. No. <laughs> uh let's see. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. Chat, keep sending suggestions, and then we'll have to pick something. And I like the idea of the chat picking my build, assuming the chat's around, involved, and caring. Um. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. The, the yeah, yeah, yeah. so why are we why are we extra lifing? We are extra lifing to raise money for various hospitals in the Children's Miracle Network. Um, everyone plays for a hospital in their local area. Anna Marie and I are playing for Children's Hospital of Wisconsin, and we are raising money that goes to them, and they use it for all sorts of things to help the children, um, from research to supplying like uh things to keep the kids happy and entertained in the hospitals. Um, and just buy equipment, all sorts of stuff. So all that money is going towards helping kids heal better, heal faster, and um, as well as to figure out cures for these diseases to affect them. So help heal the kids. Donate to Extra Life. You can do that on the Extra Life article on RP Gamer. We have links to every participant's Extra Life page. You can go donate to them. Donate to anybody, anyone. It doesn't matter. Donate to any of them. We'd all love to have your donations, and um, you would help heal kids and make things better um find a person who's playing in your local area so that you are directly helping out the kids near you that'd be great um it doesn't have to be an rp gamer person i just want to encourage you all to donate to somebody for extra life um and uh of course we'll be streaming all live next week if you want to do your donation during the stream that's cool too um it's uh becomes very exciting then to see the totals go up during the stream so we'd appreciate anything you want to do Please consider, and we'll be humbly acceptant of your donation. We don't touch the money. It goes directly to Children's Miracle Network. So uh, you don't have to worry about us skimming off the top or anything like that. So uh, We are excited for Extra Life, and we'll see you next week with it. we have any news, Kelly? Oh, goodness. We have so much news. We have news. <laughs> There's two whole weeks of news. Two so weeks of t- news? Yes. Oh, two weeks of news. <laughs> Uh, let's kick it off with Super Robot Wars. Super Robot Wars 30 is out now. You can go, you can buy it, even here in the West. It It's out in the West. You can buy and play this thing on Steam. It's crazy. There's two DLCs out. Or That's right. DLCs. There's two. Okay. So they've announced two different DLCs. The first pack 
is releasing in October or in November. And the big thing about that, it's having characters from Mobile Suit Gundam. It's having characters from the Sakura Wars series. It's the first time Sakura Wars has ever been in Super Robot Wars. And it's getting characters from Super Electromagnetic Machine Volts V and some of the Super Robot Wars OG series. So there's this whole giant uh, season pass that you can get that will get you the downloadable content one, which is this pack of people. There's a second one, which is another nine, set of nine playable units and 13 extra missions. You, If you've got bought the season pass, you get two-day early access to the downloadable content in these packs. Um, you also get some special missions that can give you extra credits and some XP bonuses and some extra like uh, parts and kits. So all that stuff is out now. You can buy it. Uh, let's see. What was in the second set? The second set of DLC has characters from Mobile Suit Gundam, Iron-Blooded Orphans, Ultraman, and more Super Robot Wars OG characters. So there's all kinds of Super Robot Wars 30. It's, you know, like that. that's really cool that that game is actually coming out here in the West officially. You can buy it. You can buy all the DLC for it. There's, you know, Sakura Wars in it. That kind of half tempted me, but I'm like got too much other stuff going on right now to play that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Going past that, we have Terrorbane has a demo that's been released on Steam. Uh, Bit9 Studios and Whisper Games have released a demo for the Meta Adventure RPG Terrorbane. The demo version titled Terrorbane, an introduction mostly. Is available on Steam. It's a weird. (laughs) It is. It does look weird. It's a fourth wall breaking title that sees the hero working with the developer to create the perfect video game, finding and squashing bugs throughout their journey across different environments. Gameplay is inspired by classic JRPGs, though it contains numerous references to a variety of video game genres. It's being developed for the PC and Switch and currently planned to launch in early 2022. And it is like, yeah, very interesting. Like there's like, debugging screens you come across and it, very odd looking interesting little game <laughs> I, I love games with fourth wall breaks like that oh totally <laughs> have you played inscription kelly inscription mm-hmm. i feel like i should know this one all right it's a it's a devolver digital game that's just come out and it's got a lot of weird fourth wall crazy stuff going on in it but uh, this is a little bit more blatant and looks like it gets into it much more fast than inscription inscription is a slow burn yeah oh goodness like uh we hey guys yeah yeah did 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 you were you excited about crystar when that came out on what was it ps4 a couple years ago i don't even remember it (laughs) i barely remember it i know it's a furu game that's right Hey, well, good news. Since you don't remember it uh, from that, it's coming out on Switch. Yay! Oh, yay! <laughs> Another Switch port. Uh, so NIS and you are releasing the Switch version of this game. It's coming out in February next year, February 24th in Japan, in spring 2022 in North America. There's a $90 limited edition that you can get from NIS's store both in America and Europe. It comes with a physical copy of Crystar, a soundtrack selection CD, hardcover art book, visual diary, a cloth poster, acrylic stand, because everything has an acrylic stand these days, and a set of art cards. 
Um, if you're interested in it, we've got a review, of course, for the old PS4 version. I don't remember. I remember that being one of the more middling uh, for you NIS joints, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching the trailer, and the trailer didn't even have any gameplay footage, nope. so I don't even That's know what the, the same game... trailer from before, too. Okay, I don't even know what the game looks like. Got some low-effort PR on there. Slap a Switch. It follows Ray Hitata, a young girl who supposedly kills her younger sister, Mirai, after being drawn into purgatory. What? Okay. <laughs> That's all you need heavy. to know. Yeah. And there, okay, the review has some screenshots, is, and it's an action. Okay, it is an action RPG. Ooh. Yeah, a- and you can pet the dog, so that's good. That's good. Um, that, that's a, that's a key feature in any game that has a dog, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, the the negatives are repetitive, straightforward combat. And I'm looking at the review right now, so uh, yeah, I, was- I don't know. It looks it. I mean, the gameplay kind of looks interesting, but. Have to see. Uh, it's one of those things to stick on the backlog for next year. Um, yeah. Also, in games that look dark, uh, they've released a new trailer for Gotham Knights, which is the open world action RPG that's set in the. Uh, the it's like set in Gotham City after uh, Batman has been killed. And in, in this game, you're playing as like. Uh, what is it? It said it in the trailer. It doesn't have it in the story. It was uh, you're playing as uh, Robin and Batgirl. It's in the, it's, yeah, and Nightwing and Red Hood. Nightwing. So all the yeah. Batman like flunkies. Protégés. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they have both? <laughs> do they have like all three Robins? Um, they've got at least three, I guess. Yeah. They um, probably don't have uh, Damien. Yeah. But they don't have the fourth. Um, what is uh? Here's my question: Is like, does this connect to the other Gotham games? Or is this like just taken from the comic, like set, or is it its own setting that's not really connected to the other ones? I, my assumption is that it's connected to the comics, but I don't know. Well, they're I all connected looked... to the comics in a way yes, because yes. the comics have done everything right. So you can right. always like draw some connections. Court of Owls is a great Batman storyline, but the the storyline in the comics had Batman in it, so <laughs> this is a little weird. <laughs> So the Court of Owls, um, the basic idea is their uh, owls are predators on bats, so they're like kind of the anti-Batman organization in a way, uh-huh. um, and then whatever. But like with no Batman in here, that's kind of weird. So uh, the idea that there was this, it was basically the Court of Owls was the Illuminati of Gotham, um, <laughs> and oh, you'd never know they were pulling the strings the whole time. Uh and Batman's like, what do you mean? This is my city. How would I never know about them? And blah, 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 blah. So I don't know how they're going to do that here because, like, without Batman, like, that whole tension is gone. But huh. I guess. Yeah. I assume oh. by the end of this game, Batman comes back from the dead because that's what comic books do. But of, of who knows? <laughs> <laughs> also, t- tangentially related, but I've actually heard the Guardians oh. of the Galaxy game is kind of good. I oh I know I'm I I want to play it but I'm I'm putting it on my Christmas list so yeah yeah same here I'm either that or a price drop yeah um Tam in the chat says these people are known as the Bat Family so oh okay it, because it's Batgirl uh Robin Robin yeah Nightwing, yeah Red Hood um is 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 it Barbara Robin Gordon, Nightwing Batgirl? and Red Hood have all been Robins is the fun part um let's go ahead yeah. 
Is, is Barbara Gordon Batgirl in this? I think so, but I um okay. I I would assume so, but I guess I don't know for sure. Um, that would be, that would make sense though, because it does look like either Commissioner Gordon is dead or out of the picture in this game. They have like a big mm-hmm. statue for him at the front, which I assume means he, his time has passed. But I guess I don't know for sure. I I, I always <laughs> assume comic book video games take place in their own little universe. Um. He thinks it may not. So Tam is like, well, she's walking, so she's not Oracle. So maybe it's not Bat- Barbara Gordon. But also, you could have Oracle Barbara Gordon and not Oracle Barbara Gordon. So who knows? <laughs> but I, did, but I didn't know if there was like another Batgirl. There is that wasn't. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know her name. <laughs> so then there's Huntress. There's Kelly. There's so many Bat asterisks. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, why I assume that most video games take place in their own. Oh, Tam universe. says we're wrong, of course. So no, 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 he can correct us, but I just don't care. Like, there, neither do I. There's a bazillion different people. There, there's somebody here who is Batgirl. That's all I can say for sure. <laughs> Play the game, and find out which one it is. <laughs> um, speaking of confusing continuity and authors that are known for it, um, Elden Ring has been pushed to February. <laughs> oh, wow. Delay, delay. But not very uh, long. Closed network test set for November. Uh, yeah, I'm glad they kind of pushed back the release date of this because I don't see how they were going to get this out by November. Or I think that was the original release date but um yeah the closed network test we have like a whole list of dates and times on the site if you want to get in on that you have to move quick because i think you have to sign up by the first of november okay so very fast get on it soon you have all day (laughs) um yeah, and this, this is the action rpg set in the world created by george rr martin and made by the uh souls creator so with Fun a times. ring that rules them all. I don't know where he came up <laughs> is with Is there that. only one ring that rules them all? <laughs> Interesting. Who would have thought? Did they happen to make sub rings that were given to like men and elves and dwarves? I don't know. You have to play the game to find out. <laughs> You'll note the halflings didn't get any rings. Of course not. They That's never got all rings. Because the... <laughs> all halflings do is eat and screw. I mean... <laughs> Keep really complicated genealogies. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, we've got oh, a... Oh, it's a Pokemon-like. Yes. Uh, this is cassette-based, and um, <laughs> Raw, Raw Fury is going to publish, and we've got Xbox and Switch versions announced. Yeah, this what? looks no, really this cool. This could be good, yeah. No PlayStation version. That's interesting. Hmm. Um. So th- this is about uh, players taking cassette monsters of all shapes and sizes and fighting them. So this is the opposite of Digimon because they're analog, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole idea is like you find cassettes and then you have like a an old school Walkman and you play it and then you become the uh, the monster. Oh my I gosh! And then he combined with the other monsters. Like, will those humans ever separate again, or are they now like um, the same person? Perverse. <laughs> monstrosities that are just like ah 
My my question is what happens when, you know, like with the cassettes where they inev- inevitably kind of get start getting garbled or or the oh. thing starts eating them? What happens then? Does everyone have a gonna... pencil around just yeah. to, in case they need I to was... rewind it? Oh, yeah. I was literally about to ask that. Is the pencil the healing item? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. It's very cute looking, though. Uh, oh, I, I love the art style and stuff and de- definitely the Walkman aspect of it is amazing but uh, kids these days will never know what it's like to have one of those walkmen that only fast forward so if you want to get to a song that you wanted to you had to flip the tape over fast forward and then flip it back over and hope you got to the right spot wow i did not have a walkman like that that's terrible yeah most most of the cheaper end walkmans only fast forwarded so <laughs> Kids today, man, have it way too easy. Um, Danganronpa S? What do we got? Oh, Lord, we got tons of news about da- the new is Danganronpa game. Is it all detailed game. stuff that people should just read, or is there anything yes. big? Here? Yeah. Yes. Uh, pretty much the only big thing is that like there's like an in-game card system that you can get in-game, but you can also spend money and buy it as DLC. So <laughs> okay. that's how, like, depending on how that is, that can be kind of skeevy at least it's not like you're buying you act when you're actually buying them as dlc you know exactly what you're buying you're not buying like a random pull but that that sounds kind of weird <laughs> what's frustrating is that i'm kind of only interested in the rpg but seeing that all four games are going to be released on one cart it kind of makes more sense to just order the cart that has all of them mm-hmm. so i don't know well, you are the collector, so, you know, yeah. it's one of those things that will probably end up being expensive later on. That's that's true. That's true. I, I'm, I'm... I would bet that this one would go up in value over time, Kelly. So if, mm. if this ends up in your basement 10 years from now and you have a big cleanup par- uh, project, I bet you'd make at least your money back. <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. Though I very rarely ever sell games is the issue, but it's the idea. You'll get there, Kelly. You'll have too uh, many. You'll yeah. get <laughs> No, I, I do have a box that I need to put on eBay. I just have had no time to. Um, Send them to my sister. For, <laughs> she can list them for you. As for uh, di- digital stuff, we've got the, the current gen updates of The Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk. Finally! Delayed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, so no. Get... They're delayed. Oh, no. <laughs> so I guess these updates Not are finally. set to release set the release in 2022 now they were supposed to be the, out this year <laughs> or rather the cyberpunk one is set to 2022 and the witcher is set to uh, also 2022 quarter. yeah yeah first quarter for first cyberpunk quarter second, second quarter for witcher um good lord <laughs> these updates will also come to pc which i don't know what that means but okay great um <laughs> Does that mean it, that, that Cyberpunk will be more playable then on PC? Or? No, I, I think I it would be less so. playable because they're giving you better graphical options, right? Oh, no. <laughs> how, how much less playable could it be? Um. Oh, you just uninstall the patches and find out, Josh. <laughs> I, I feel like by the time Cyberpunk becomes playable, it'll be eligible for Backtrack, which <laughs> will take all the fun out of... Having the backtrack for it because I know Sam will want to be on that one and well, we'll have words. But then it'll be like really fun then, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, this game's great now." 
<laughs> sure. Sure. Um, but yeah. Um, in other news, Celesta Crown of the Magister Primal Calling DLC was announced. Hey, I liked Celesta. So. Oh, so this is good? Yeah, for me. Yeah. Okay. It's coming what out uh, the next week. Oh, okay. Huh? Well, what game was Celesta? Celesta's D&D 5 uh, based tactical RPG. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, technically, it's open game license, but it's it's the D&D 5 system. Um, but it's tactical, so it's turn-based combat, and uh, I thought it was pretty good. JC thought it's a two and a half out of five. Um, it had some technical issues, and the story wraps up um, in a li- slightly disappointing way, but I had fun playing the game, so that was good. And uh, yeah, so the new DLC, it's called Primal Calling, has a new half-orc ancestry option, barbarian and druid classes, which were not in the original game, and a new two-hour quest called Wanderer. Um, it increases the level cap to 12, it used to be 10. And adds more character customization options. Um, I don't know if I'm going to bust out the game again just to play um, one quest. But (laughs) if you haven't played it, that's nice to have uh, uh, an enhanced experience for you. Um, Oh, I was wrong. It's a D&D SRD 5.1 rule set. Is that the latest? I don't know. I I can't keep up with the SRD. Open games, whatever that that stuff is. Fifth edition SRD. Five point one. That's the latest. So whatever. Go ahead. And uh DLC news that's made specifically for me. Um Shimbagame Ten Tensei Five uh announced all of their day one DLC. And there's so, a bunch, right? <laughs> yeah, there's quite a bit, and it's you can get the get all of it in the digital deluxe edition of the game. So we've got the Return of the True Demon, which is a quest line where you can uh take on the demi fiend and unlock um, fusible demons so that's cool and then you've got the goddess in training where you can fuse uh the goddess artemis um the raids of the queen dlc where you can fuse cleopatra um doctor's last wish where you can fuse mephisto as a demon the mitama dance of wealth and exp and miracles which that's all of your um money and exp and i guess glory i I don't yeah they're three dollars each one is for money one is for xp and one is for whatever the glory is which it's a resource i guess used for something um i'm not sure haven't played it yet and then the two free dlcs which is the safety difficulty and the japanese voices so all of this you can get as part of the digital deluxe edition for $85. I don't know if they've said that if you just, because I have the physical edition pre-order, I don't know if you can download it all at once as just a separate pack or not. Is that part of the physical, you know, like, I mean, Kelly, if limited edition, here's the thing. If you don't, if you don't get it with the physical edition, it's only $18 to buy that all. Oh, I I know it just be, you're only losing out on $3. (laughs) It's it's just the idea that I well the switch doesn't have a cart is my issue and I'm lazy and I don't want to have to add all or buy all this separately. <laughs> I just want to add oh, it I to my cart. Or... One of them is ten, so actually it's more. And you're right. Yes. Um, since it's not part of the cart, ugh, you'd have yeah, to buy it on every th- system you want to, on every account you want to play it on. Rather, you. <laughs> and yeah, it d- doesn't have the. I'm looking at the store right now. It does not have all of those 
bundled together into just a DLC pack, which is really freaking annoying. Well, Nintendo. Uh, Yell at the cloud uh, again. See if that actually changes anything. Um, you know, sp- speaking of annoying, so a lot of I guess an embargo c- came up or something because a lot of review or I guess either reviews or impressions for Shimagami Tensei Five came out this week, and a lot of the SMT fans were having a conniption fit that normal game journalists dare to compare it to Persona Five. <laughs> what you mean the most recent and uh, SMT entry that came yeah. out? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, why would you compare to that? Uh I I mean you should because <laughs> it's the same freaking series and SMT fans uh just have a burr up their butt that they don't like that Persona is more popular even though Persona being popular is why we get SMT games in the US. Well, we got them. Why so, Atlas Ellie. is still here. We got SMT3 yeah. Nocturne before Persona was out. Oh no, because technically the uh, oh, Cal- PlayStation Persona, oh. the the PlayStation Persona. I keep thinking Persona Three is the first Persona, Kelly. That's the mistake yeah. I keep making. Yeah. <laughs> did Persona I mean, One and Two do okay here? I they mean, did terrible, says Anna. So I don't know that okay. Persona One and Two really paved the way for anything. The, Persona the Three fir- certainly did. <laughs> the first Persona that did insanely well, I. Th- believe correct me if i'm wrong was four um and i'm talking Anna like well enough it was three and that four wasn't as popular really i thought it was the other way around I, you i i've been having this argument with her all week i don't you know, know. <laughs> who, who, you know i mean obviously only atlas knows for sure I, i'm just saying that that smt fans c- calm yourselves because persona being popular is why we even get smt games so um, if you're wondering what's the controversy, it's something about, um, uh, who was it? Uh, it was Polygon. Polygon wrote Polygon. an article about comparing Persona 5 to the new SMT5 and just kind of explaining how they're different from each other, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that was bad because they used that as the, t- as the comparison point rather than like SMT3 Nocturne, I guess. Yeah. And, and it's but... like... What what sort of clown would compare it to Persona, you know? But... Yeah, because God forbid the game journalists compare the game to the most popular game in the series that most normal people are going to know about. Yeah. Compared I guess the to assertion the game that is that it's not copies. the same series, even though they're both SMT. You know, uh, the same demons show up in each, right? So I mean, it is literally like comparing apples and oranges. There are similar traits. There are different traits. I mean, they they, they they're cut from the same cloth. It seems relevant to me to to say, hey, did you like Persona? Here's what's different about this game and what you may or may not like about this. Yeah. Seems seems relevant. I, I would want to know what's different about an SMT game. <laughs> and, and it's like, okay, Persona games are all about friendship and making bonds, and mm-hmm. Persona games are, are... Did I switch that? Yeah, yeah, SMT games are all about, you know... Leveling up and combining yeah. demons. Oh wait, so are Persona games? Uh, uh, okay. So basically, SMT is... games are like Persona games, but less good. Ooh, yeah. sorry, oh. said it out loud. Sorry. Uh, oh no. I mean, you're not wrong. I, I, I like, I like both, but SMT games are a lot more oppressive 
there's no friendship involved. You're pretty much on your own with your demons. And in some of the games, you eat your party members. <laughs> you know, if like, did you care about the guy that's like full of rainbows and unicorns, and is clearly the law choice, or do you care about the guy that's all that's all gothing about demons and stuff, and is clearly and the, the answer chaos? is no. You hate both, and you go true neutral. <laughs> And you hope the game's oh. written with that in mind. Yeah, because the Nocturne sure as hell wasn't. <laughs> um, the 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 point I'm trying to make is SMT fans, cal- calm yourselves. Just just simmer down. It's it's fine. People are going to. I don't. I don't, I don't think games. there are that many of those vocal fans. I think people are fine. Like, whatever. Like, you're getting the SMT five. This is cool, and uh, it looks like it's going to be good. Right, so yay. Yeah. I mean, as as far as I'm concerned, SMT fans are like old school Fire Emblem fans, and that they don't like popular stuff. And as much as they want to bitch, they just can't deal with the fact that you know the more popular series is going to get more attention. Hey, uh, is the is SMT five? Are they adding? Yeah, they are. They're adding an even more easy mode for free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was safety. Yeah, like it already had easy mode. Now we're gonna have safety mode. What does that mean? Which is p- probably what I'm gonna play on because <laughs> I don't feel like beating my head. It's the same as easy mode. mode, but now the auto death spells can't work. <laughs> oh, good. Ah, no, it's not. Okay. I I made that up. I made that up. Oh, I just I, th- I thought you just... were serious. <laughs> if I was serious, I uh, I have a feeling that it's going to be something like that because that's the obvious thing to do. But I just made that yeah. up. <laughs> okay, well, it wouldn't surprise me at all. But who who, who cares? Well, I mean, I do, but that's beside the point. Anyway, that that's my persona. We should we should get off the persona thing. I think we're just. I, I think we're I arguing had, against Twitter people that don't exist. No, they <laughs> exist. I I argued with one of them this week, but right. and and your wife argued with one of them this week. Yeah, but it was just but, one. Who cares? But um, Surfer Soulbound is hitting early access in November. I have no idea what this game is. Oh, it's a roguelike action RPG. There's some buzzwords in there. Uh, like it's got like a little trailer. It looks weird and interesting. Very obviously inspired by Demon Souls. And then you die and have to fight enemies, and then you can possess them. Like it's kind of hard to, you know, it's a 40 second trailer. That's all we know. This but it was like, kind of interesting this looks looking. Looks like indie garbage to me. Okay. I don't really know, but I'm... hard to tell in 40 With seconds. With this trailer, it doesn't really look like they're showing off the game. It looks like they're trying to make it look cooler with the trailer way it's cut rather than just showing you the gameplay and letting that show it is good. I'm a little concerned. My alarms are going uh, off. <laughs> do you care about Atelier Sophie too? Eh? Eh. Get more details and screenshots. Uh, uh, I care more you, about Rise of Three, which that's not something that's being talked about right now. So I guess I um, don't care about this at all. <laughs> wait, did they did they announce Rise of Three or is that no? Another? I don't think so. Like that's what I okay. would care about. So instead, we're talking about Sophie Two, and I didn't play Sophie, so why do I care? <laughs> I I don't know. Does either. anyone care um, about Sophie Two? No, I'm, I'm, I need I'm to sure play Sophie some. One. I mean, I'm looking at this, and it looks like an Atelier game, except 
it looks like a match three puzzle for the synthesis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the synthesis was okay in that series, if I recall. Okay, but that cool. that game, Sophie was the the. It was okay. I wasn't super fond of it, but I wasn't super fond of any of the mysterious games. So, yeah, eh? it's been the these games are a bit samey, you know. <laughs> yeah, I liked Ryza. I couldn't. I, I, Ryza two had in, issues keeping my attention. <laughs> Oh, along that same line, do you care about Neptunia X or Cross Sinran Kagura at all? No, um, no, <laughs> okay. definitely not. Especially since I'm seeing they're fighting on peaches wearing towels. Like, no, I'm out. <laughs> Next, you don't want any towel fighting, Chris? No, oh, okay. on giant peaches that are meant to be. No. Well, well, there's plenty of information about towel fighting. Tell on me peaches. about the new uh, chocolate game. Yes, so um, the Starter Starter Valley developer Concerned Ape announced their follow-up game, which is called Haunted Chocolatier. And you gather ingredients, and you make chocolate, and you run a chocolate shop, and I don't see how any of this is haunted. (laughs) So it's Starter Valley, but it's Reseteer? You can get ghosts to employ your shop. Oh, okay. So that's good, Um, right? the The internet lost their mind over this trailer, myself included. It seems uh, good to looks me. Like it's, looks like it's in the same engine. As, uh, as uh, what? As Stardew Valley. Star- Stardew Valley. But now there's more combat, I guess? Yeah, you from go through the looks little of it. Mario 64 portraits to jump into world to go collect ingredients, and then come back, mm-hmm. make a bunch of chocolate, and have ghosts shell it in, sell it in your shop, and then go make friends around town so you can have a baby? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds well, what's, what's wrong with that? Adds up to me. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> but is the baby glitched into the wall? Oh, I don't know. Is that a thing that happened? <laughs> it happened in my starter Valley. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I'm excited about that. I can't wait to see more details. Obviously, nothing solid has really been nailed down yet other than that first trailer. So When's it coming out? They don't no even clue. have it at They don't have a no, Not right. even a window. Not even I, like 2025. It looks decently no. far along from this trailer, so... I don't even know if he got help with this one or if this is another complete solo act because uh, the Stardew Valley guy made that entire game by himself. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I would hope that with his Stardew Valley buddy that he would have hired somebody to help. But yeah, no kidding. Yeah, why do that For when you can spend another four four years just making a game? <laughs> well, this time he has all the engine and stuff put together the fir- to begin with. Tam says he has a team now. Oh, good. Good. Like 10 employees. That's a lot. So that'll. (laughs) It's funny. uh, There's a point with software, with writing software, where adding more people actually makes things take longer. (laughs) It's kind of weird. (laughs) See, I was thinking more like somebody to help out with art assets and music. Yeah, that's that's how it usually works. So, but it's. With 10 people, I'm wondering how that's going. That's all. I mean, I, I can understand how 10 people would spoil the pot with a with developer because, you know, different opinions and all that. My husband tells me about this all the time. But when it comes to game development, it's more. And, and, it's, it, and specifically in this case, it's because you're going from 1 to 10. If you were yeah. already starting with like a big studio or a smaller studio that's organized in teams. Yeah, there's growth pains like over certain thresholds. 
And I think one to ten is going to go over one of those thresholds or two. <laughs> Just a tad. Well, we've uh, we've got new exciting news about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. We've got two classes introduced: the Stabomancer and the Berserker classes. Cool. Yep. So the St- the Stabomancer is a rogue character that uses magic blades, and the Berserker is a combat specialist that does melee and ice damage. Okay. Oh, that that's interesting. I I'm very curious about I, this game, but honestly, Mar- there is no way to hype anything related to Tiny Tina for me. Like the character is so poorly written in the original game that I just don't care at all. But that first Tiny Tina DLC was pretty well written, so I just need this to come out and for somebody to tell me is this good or bad. Yeah, I mean it looks interesting, but yeah, it could see. be great. It could be terrible. I just need oh. to, to come out let's to find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I'm not sure how interesting department we've got a blue reflection second light demo available now. Okay. Uh, that that that's in the like I could sleep through kind of level of excitement I would say. Yeah. Not excited but, here. Uh, this is okay. Lots of ladies. Uh, there's yeah. puzzles. There's singing. amnesia. I, I don't know yeah, what's this, going on. Is this, this a visual novel? This JRPG. No, 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 JRPG. It is. Yeah, it's Gust. Okay. That's Atelier, right? So Yeah, that's the Atelier developer, yeah. Alright. Are they fighting plants? Uh I don't looks like it. Or is it a bug? I can't tell. That's the only action shot I've got here, so Alright. <laughs> well there you go. Uh they lost their memories and are transported to a mysterious floating academy. While looking for a way home, they find an area around the academy they name Heartscape. In the Heartscape they discover various crafting materials as well as shining fragments that restore parts of their memories. I'm going to pass on this. <laughs> I'm good. Maybe I'll watch the anime. <laughs> Assuming there is one. Probably. Oh, are, you, are you guys excited about Horizon Forbidden West's new abilities? Well, I haven't yeah. played Zero Dawn, and the fact that this isn't second um, sunset, I don't care. They they named it wrong. Horizon 1 sunset. <laughs> Horizon 1 dusk. That's what you, that that's your big that's, problem with that's it. That's my problem is the name. <laughs> There's new abilities they talked about them climbing, grappling, yeah. stuff like that. You can go yeah, read for details, but it's not very exciting to talk through, I don't think. But Yeah, they're they're basically uh taking some of the stuff from what it sounds like they're taking more stuff from uh Zelda and from uh Monster Hunter. Cuz okay. I saw people talk about like it being like the uh Oh, what is it? The bug glaive or the, 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 the little wire thing that you could zoom around in, in the last Monster Hunter? I, I mean, stealing an ability, you know, from another game is irrelevant. Like, is it fun to play in this game is the question. Sure. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, ooh. I mean, I don't know. I, I heard that this game was so much like Breath of the Wild that they were surprised that they released it like the same week as Breath of the Wild. So. Well, uh, it still did really well. <laughs> Oh, oh, I know it. I heard it's an amazing game. It's just if you played Breath of the Wild that time, I imagine you got a little fatigued. Mm-hmm. But, well, Kelly, uh, tell tell us about all the new Pokemon games. Uh, well, I know I know Chris isn't very interested. Um, <laughs> Has so they announced the new- something about Arceus that tells me like something about what I'm going to do in it? They show you some foxes. Yeah. Does they're... that get you excited? No. <laughs> 
Sue and Zora and Zorark. And they, they released that trailer as like found footage, which was kind of funny to me, given my love for um, analog horror at the moment. And for Shining Diamond, they... No, no, no. They, wasn't there something about gym leaders in Arceus? That's something, right? I don't No, know. they don't. No, that was in Diamond and Pearl. There's really... I there's nothing that's going to happen in this game. There's nothing that you're going to do nothing in Arceus. You're going to walk around and look at Pokemon. It's just Snap 3 and they don't want to admit it. It's Snap without a camera because the cameras don't exist yet. I don't know. I'll have to wait for reviews. Um, it's never coming out either. I, just ignore that release date on the screen right now. It's never <laughs> I I did enter a contest where you could take a picture of your pet and win a uh, or try to win a uh, Pokemon Diamond themed Switch Lite. So I entered a picture of Lita and hopefully I will win something, but probably not because okay. there are people with way more time and money than me that can actually yeah, take. But your pictures. cat is so cute naturally. I know, and th- that was one of the categories was cute. So. Anyway, um, Diamond and Pearl Arceus, go check it out. Uh, and, and other news, uh, composer Shoji Meguro goes into indie development. This is that's uh, the Persona guy. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, he's left Atlas and is <gasps> now working freelance. No, mm-hmm. but what well, about he's... music for the next Persona game? Well, he said he's still going to work with Atlas. He's okay, still going to work with them on stuff. So don't don't freak out. But he's I'm freaking out. To... I'm freaking out. <laughs> What's he going to work on? Anything announced? Uh, he's going. It's going to be announced uh, like next week at the this Winter uh, Indie Live Expo. He's been working on a sci-fi stealth RPG that's going to be unveiled there. And there's some screenshots of it, which is weird which, for a game that's not unveiled yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a tease. It's a tease. <laughs> yeah, I'd forgotten that he actually was the director on the uh, PSP remakes of Persona 2. So he has gone over to that side of just straight development. But that'd be interesting to see what he does. Yeah, me too. Oh, man. And other news that is exciting or meh, depending on who you ask, we've got a new Star Ocean announced. <laughs> oh, boy. Everyone's favorite series. <laughs> Real hit and miss series. What will this one be? <laughs> um, it was announced during the State of Play uh, presentation and it's funny because I saw the Squeenix logo and got really excited. I'm interested the- just because there's another Star Ocean and good or bad, I'm I'm ready for the ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see where this takes us. <laughs> but yeah, then I saw the Triace logo and saw how spacey it was and was like, oh no, wait, <laughs> oh yes, wait, I don't know how I feel. <laughs> At the end of infinite space. I have a question for you. Yeah. Wait, did you say this, Josh? I don't want to steal your yes. joke. No, no, yeah. I was I was very confused how if the space is infinite, how can how does, it have an end? Yeah. Where's the end of an infinite space? But that's Star Ocean, man. That that is perfectly Star Ocean. <laughs> yeah, Star Ocean. This ocean of stars of which you will visit none of. <laughs> See, I thought that the term infinite space had to do with something uh 
Well, there's a whole other it, game it, called Infinite Space. Well, <laughs> that's totally well, yeah, because unrelated. <laughs> when when Josh posted that in Discord this morning, I was half asleep. I was like, wait, did somebody play that DS game this week? <laughs> oh no, he's talking about Star Ocean. But I swear the term Infinite Space references something. It's like in sci-fi novels all the time, but I can't think of it right now. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. And, and the other thing was that when I saw that it was like kind of a blonde dude in this trailer, I thought, are they remaking Till the End of Time or whatever the crappy jailbait one was? Oh, it's a new one. Okay. <laughs> well, um, hey, I, I just love that they named the uh, main character Raymond, which let, you know, the internet run wild with all sorts of everybody loves Raymond memes. Oh, I, I thought they were going to go after the Animal Crossing Raymond. I was going to say better or worse name than what Edge Maxwell or whatever. Oh, okay. Edge, oh, oh no, gosh. sorry, Edge Maverick. Edge Maverick, yeah, the most ridiculously over the top name. Yeah. Uh, Middle name is Lord. Edge, Edge Lord Oh, this looks terrible. Optimistic. Oh, I, it could be fine. But what they show of the gameplay is way less quality of what they show in the trailers. And then I don't see any menu systems in the game. What is going on? Can we get a real reveal at some point? I I mean, I know we will, but like, let's get on with it. This sucked. Uh, <laughs> this trailer <hey>. sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a real reveal. Talk about the game. Show it off. Don't do this. This trailer sucked. <laughs> How did you feel about the Chernobyl bite? I don't know. Chernobyl light trailer that hunts monsters. I actually didn't watch it. I'll watch it right now. Okay. okay. Monster it's hunt free update. Is Wait, what? Is Chernobyl light getting a monster hunting mode? Oh, it's just adding new monsters. monsters. To, what is Chernobyl yeah. light? That's the uh, it's the RPG set in uh, Chernobyl, the Chernobyl exclusion zone. Yeah. Okay. So you kill a bunch of radioactive monsters. Yeah. Okay. And they're adding new monsters. Mm-hmm. All right. Pass. I don't care. <laughs> I'm good. Next. <laughs> too creepy slash too shooty for me. Two genres I'm not really into. How, how about Romancelvania? Would you I, be interested in that, like an RPG combining Metroidvania and dating sim? Is this dude fly, on a flying carpet um, getting it on with a genie? Okay. Um, That's, maybe. Yeah, right. sure. Wow, so that, the, pum- that pumpkin has boobs. Look at the servers. <laughs> Got oh, blindfolds. Okay. So, yeah, you're put in the, the role of a playboy vampire who's roped in by the Grim Reaper in participating in a reality dating show with oh, a promise to rebuild his castle. He recruits the most eligible monsters from across Transylvania, getting them to move into his party mansion while defeating all the foes you encounter along the way. I feel like way. Anna should be forced to play this during Extra Life. It does sound like an Anna game, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's funny because I've been watching what we do in the shadows and watched a rather horny episode last night. So just seeing a kind of horny vampire game checks for me right now. Anna tried the first episode of Into the Shadows. She didn't like it. Um, um, needs to get a couple of episodes in because they they get progressively funnier. Oh, okay. I found she she didn't like the style of humor at all. So okay, okay, we well, can I run mean, over that did, with her. Yeah, I mean, if she didn't like the style of humor, that that 
it's totally fine. It's just I have a feeling the, it's my style of humor, not hers. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it'd be more along your line because um, you know the vampires are always finding are always trying to find virgins, so their familiar goes to a LARPing group to yes. get virgins. <laughs> so, That's the right um, place to go. <laughs> yeah, um, high the, density. <laughs> yes. so Romancevania isn't even out yet. It's Halloween and it's not out. Like they missed it. They messed up. Like when yeah, when will it release? We just don't even know. We don't I, even I don't have a date. <laughs> some, sometimes they release scary movies in January. It's fine. I, but you screwed up. It's Halloween. He wants to play it now. Who's Moonana? And what is Osteoblasts? Because it's uh, got a Halloween update. Yes, it does. It, it's adding two hours of gameplay and 14 new enemies and 11 new areas. And it's free. And the game is currently on sale on Steam until November 1st. Osteoblast follows the skeleton who is raised from the dead by a cat witch. Okay. I, I have to find some screenshots of this. What is this? Yeah, the, going to the review. If it'll the story, load. I was going to say the story didn't have any screenshots so i wasn't sure uh it is review got a three out of five so it could be fine depending on your feelings this is yeah all right well check it out get an update and see what you (laughs) think your skeleton you walk around and attack other undead things um it looks rpg kind of first person y battles battle view but over the top uh, on the top down view is walking around the screen so i don't know what's going on okay Check it out. And then Malgum, Maglum? Maglum? Maglum Lord, yeah. Maglum Lord. What? Is getting a Western release. I did did so, I miss this entirely somehow? Yeah, yeah. It's it's come out in Japan. This is from it has a lot of the same people who were involved in the Summon Night series. Okay. So the series writer for that is writing it. The company that developed Summon Night Six is developing it. So there are six Summon Night games? Oh, there's more than that. There's several spinoffs, too. Oh, my god! There's six mainline. We just and never like... got a whole lot of them. Right. Yeah, well, strangely, we mostly got the spinoffs, not the mainline games. <laughs> we got the, the couple of DS spinoff games, right? There were like yeah, we got spinoff s- games. We got Swordcraft Story 1 and 2 on the GBA, which was kind of fun. And then... One of the tactics ones on the DS, and then I think five and either yeah five, five and, six. and six yeah yeah we got the, five and six from uh, Vic Ireland released them his company did oh these are those oh right yep okay <laughs> pass <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the gameplay trailer right now and the combat looks very old 2D tales it does it's kind of interesting so it's going to be like 2D action RPG. It, well, it'll be out on PS4 and Switch next year, so. I'm I'm definitely curious. See, when I, when I was reading this news story, the screenshots looked um, sly to me. Yeah. That's a little bit. I have to say, I'll, I'll put it. I have it on my radar. It looks interesting. I, I, I have fond memories of Summon Night. I'll probably give it a look. But that is all of our news. Well, my all goodness. of our main mainstream news, man. <laughs> Take a take a week off, and we pay for it the next week. My goodness, so much news, uh, and yet not much of note. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that follow up to Stardew Valley is news. Yes, it saying. is. 
Yeah, cassette oh. beast. Cassette beast looks cool. I'm interested in that. And then there just we go. That's go. two things out of this week. That's not nothing, Chris. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Um, now, just kind of going into quick fire release, um, new release dates. We've got Everspace Two release pushed to 2023, <laughs> so wait a couple of years for that. Um, King Arthur Knight's Tale is fully re- releasing next year on February 15th, 2022. Alchem- Alchemic Cutie is hitting Steam in, on November 12th, 2021. Monster Crown, uh, the PS4 X. Yeah, the PS4 and Xbox One versions were have gotten pushed back, but the Switch physical version is still coming November 2nd. Okay. And I believe the Switch version and PC versions already out digitally. Ah, uh, gotcha. I, I was confused because I can never remember if this is the one that Matt played or if this is the other one. And I think this is the other one. But <laughs> there's it's Monster. Many. Yeah, there's too many Monster games out right now, but Monster Crown is a Pokemon. Like, Monster Harvest was harvest moon but with monsters anyway um undungeon is releasing on november 18th and coming to game pass you've got death's door which i think was a metroidvania where you was playing as a crow setting to ps4 ps5 and switch i think that was a game pass only yes. uh no no it was not a game no. pass oh it wasn't. but it was xbox only and not game pass and right, now it's coming gotcha. to other systems, specifically PS4, 5, and Switch. Yeah. Um, the Legend of Nayuta Boundless Trails has a Japanese PC date for December 10th. West release date is still 2023. This was the kind of, I, I guess, trails, but in the Ease engine. Action yeah, the, yeah, this is the trails game that plays like a Zvi game. Right. 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 Um, we've got Tales of Luminaria. Launching next week for iOS and Android. I'm gonna. Be oh, this will be great! It's a mobile Tales of game. What everyone. But it's wanted. all it's it's all original. It's not. Um, is it a gotcha game, Kelly? I honestly don't know. What's it probably game? is, but I wanted to at least give it a fair shake because um, I think one of the major composers. There are 21 the playable fi- um, protagonists. Whatever that means. Are they from other games or are they? No, it's all original okay. characters. So I, I'm so curious. We have tons of characters. It. Do we have any gameplay? Okay, here's some gameplay. Oh, so it is a portrait mode action RPG. All right. You get experience from killing things. All right. So I'm seeing two currencies at the top of the screen, though. I've got um, a soft currency like gold, and then it looks like some gems. So that's not a good sign. And what else do we have? That's all I got. So, Sorry, I got distracted by Eclipse's head popping into the frame of your webcam. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, they just woke up, so they came and said hi. Cute kitties. Um, we've got Weird West releasing in January with a new video to check out. The Dungeon of Nahulabek. Nah- Nahulbeck, yeah. I noticed they didn't say it in the trailer, so I couldn't even get a a hint of how it's supposed to be. I think that's one of the jokes in the game, though. Okay. Okay. Um, That's got a second DLC and a next-gen release date announced. Um, The Voice of Cards, which is that Yoko Taro card RPG, is out now, which I'm curious about, but I think I'm going to wait for a sale. Yeah, me too. 
And then Final Fantasy V Pixel Remaster is coming November 10th at is 17 or 20% off if you pre-order it. I think that's Steam version only, though. Yeah, I think so. I think that think that's the one that comes also with like uh, some wallpapers or something. Also, if you pre-order, yeah, it's got a couple of digital doodads if you pre-order. Um, not gonna lie, my least favorite of the SNES Final Fantasies. Mm. I could never get into that one for some reason. I never played it. That's the one that everyone. If you like it, it's because of the job system, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, though, though that being said, you're probably not going to get it because no controller support for iOS, right? Right, correct. Yeah, <laughs> I, I totally, I probably would have bid on four if it had, had controller support. Yeah, that is a decision that I do not understand, especially since it's so easy to patch in. No kidding. Uh, it's just, it's ridiculous at this point that you're releasing something on iOS that doesn't have a controller support. A game like that, I mean, you know, like... It's not designed with touchscreen. It wasn't designed with touchscreen in mind originally. It was designed with a controller. Why? What? Uh, square. <laughs> so frustrating. But that, that's all of the release news that's coming out. Now, what, what actually is coming out, Chris? All right. Last week, we had the following. Um, Moonglow Bay for PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X. Neptunia Cross Sunrun Kagra, Ninja Wars for PS4. Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town for PS4 and Xbox One. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox SX, and Switch. Undernaughts, Labyrinth of Yomi for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars for PC, PS4, and Switch. Um... And uh, Super Robot Wars 30. And then we have this week, Tales of Luminaria on iOS and Android, and Binding of Isaac, Repentance on Xbox X and Series S. Whew. There you go. Lots of stuff. Um, some new early access stuff that's come out recently. The Spire of Sorcery just hit early access this week for 20 bucks um we've got sacred fire now available on early access i don't think we have a price on that i don't know any of these early access games (laughs) i'm just reading them off (laughs) uh sands of aura is now available on early access for 25 bucks that's released in 2023 2023 all right for all right let's 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 do a little bit spire of sorcery looks like a first person dungeon crawler that's cool. No. Wait. It's first person dun Oh goodness. Look at the pictures. It's first person dungeon crawler and it's combat and it's clicky on a map for its movement. Okay. Sacred Fire is um whoa. That's a lot of stats and systems <laughs> on the screen. There's percentage points everywhere and and facial readings and percents of like success to like how you react with others. So there's a man, it's like take the speech system to an incredible amount and click on different things. Um so go check that out. Uh very RPG Skyrim esque as far as your look. And then What's... a lot of py- um a lot of um uh persuasion type stuff going on. I gotta say what's killing me about those screenshots is that everybody is in the exact same pose the Standing, probably staring off into the distance. It's early access. (laughs) 
I'm I'm just saying, you know, have different poses. Oh, every they don't move. They stand. Yeah. Oh, weird. Oh, I'm sorry. There's somebody with come at me bro pose. So <laughs> there's that. Is this all like choose your own adventure? It looks like it is. It's all the it just make choices and and see percentage results. So go check oh, so that it's out. Kind of that sort of an RPG. Yeah. Sure. Um. All right. So check that out. Five distinct endings, which is interesting. I don't know if they're out yet since it's early access, but um, I think it said it was just the first of that, three acts is so all that's, it's out. So once again, not... that's Sacred Fire. Sands of Aura is the third early access one here. This is a dark fantasy action RPG. Okay, so this is just run around and hack at stuff. It, it, but is it dark, Chris? It's dark, but doesn't look like it's Soulsy. Okay. Hard to tell, though. I might be wrong. Um, and then we have The Hand of Merlin gets an update. The Hand of Merlin, if you don't remember, um, because I don't remember either, is <laughs> something. I don't know. Is this the it's one Arthurian where. This is not one, the one yeah. where you're Arthur coming back from the dead, or sorry, Gawain coming back from the dead. This is another Arthurian one where it's all tactical, right? Um, yeah. Oh, this is Arthurian legend meets sci fi horror is the is the one the one sentence description of that so and i think it's tactical ish it looks tactical yeah it's turn-based so um there you go they've got an easy and normal and hard and uh good luck on that all right who we have some editorials oh my mm-hmm. gosh what are they so sam walker uh did an adventure quarter on life is strange two colors she really liked it. Oh, cool. Keep it moving. Zhuan Wan Sword 7? Really yeah, cool. the Taiwanese uh, RPG series. Okay. And Pascal liked it. He gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Woot. Said it had an enchanting blend of Chinese history and mythology. But normal enemy encounters are too simple to properly learn the combat system, thus leading to unfair difficulty spikes with the bosses. So. Okay. They've got a Super Kane Magic Zero Deep look with Michael Baker. Oh, this um, looks cute. Yeah, it kind of gives me a more cutesy Binding of Isaac vibe. But um, uh, it's a seven issue with the levels. Well, well, it, it's apparently designed to be played uh, in like local co-op. Oh, so okay. in the later levels, if you don't have someone to play local co-op with, it's not really balanced for a single person to to you know to play that's why he didn't finish it gotcha but oh, if you're looking for a local co-op game that could be something interesting there hey the next one is that square rpg from square with all the squares on the screen the square 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 yeah <laughs> um this is from paul Scarelli. um gave some interesting impressions of it and i think it got retweeted by square themselves so you the liked impression. it is it good i can't really find an opinion in the article but i guess you'll have to go check it out is this still just a demo right or is this out no it's a full game oh it's out already okay well there you go full game came out two weeks ago yeah looks interesting waiting for a price drop uh or no i'm sorry a sale um we've got a sacred fire hey yeah go Go read that uh sacred fire early access impression you'll get a sense of whether or not that Weird, um, choose your own adventure style is good or not, or or if it's for you, maybe. 
you've got a backlogging the year with Pascal from July to September. Oh God, he talked about Sky Six in this one. That'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Pascal. He had such a rough time with that game. And then James McFadden uh, wrote an article telling you, hey, there's no shame if you have to quit a game. <laughs> Which is a good thing to know. Sometimes it's time to say, I'm done. Yeah, I thought it, part, of, part of what I think inspired that was Fantasian, because he, he too kind of got to a point and was like, okay, I got to take a break from the second half of this game. We were, we were talking on, on Discord about it, like, yeah, that second half has some, it can be kind of rough. He posted the proof for that, like, right as I was hitting the peak of my frustration with Circle of the Moon, which <laughs> I had fa- famously rage quit like 20 years ago. Because I was getting too pissed at it and thinking, you know, I I probably made the right decision back there, but mm-hmm. I struggled through it. But I I need to try and work through quitting more games if I'm not vibing with them. I just I don't know. I always feel like I'm missing out on something if I quit. But but most of the time you just aren't. <laughs> I know, I know. I I should have listened to myself when I played Star Ocean Four back in the day. Because oh yeah, I played yeah. that game for too long. I was hate yep. playing that game for a while and kind of enjoying it, enjoying the hate play, but then mm-hmm. it, it, it got way too bad. <laughs> yeah, that's my problem. I hate play way too much, and I should stop. It can be fun sometimes to make fun of the game. You know, it's like MST3K. I can't believe oh. how bad this game is. Then, now I'm now I'm reminding myself that I bought Witch and Hundred Night this week just for the oh backtrack. Oh, oh Kelly. <laughs> look the things i will do to make a good show oh god is that still on sale do i have to buy it i'd feel bad if you played that oh um i think it was like 7.99 Ugh, i hate to give them the money though (laughs) don't do it just watch a playthrough or something Uh. I, I wanted to do it for the lulls because we suffered through every second of the Idea Factory one. Um, we're planning on doing a Kimco one at one point, though Matt is actually enjoying the Kimco game that he's playing. So, uh, yeah, RPG Backtrack, suffering for your entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> we suffer so you don't have to. And indeed, but I, I believe that's all of the news and editorials and all the other fun stuff. Um, did we decide our question of the week is, hey, what do you think of Star Ocean? You got it. Yep. Love, hate, suffer. Favorite entry? Least favorite entry? Why? And why is it four? <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you hate four? Was it the jailbait cat girl or the annoying toddler? <laughs> Or a previously unmentioned reason. Um, so that's going to be our show, I think. So I want to remind you of a couple things. Number one, Extra Life is next week. We need your donations to make it successful um, and help heal the children. So please consider donating. That'd be really nice. We have that question of the week. If you want to leave an answer, go to rpgamer.com, find the show thread, and leave it right there. That's how you get your answer read right here on the show next week while I'm playing whatever souls experiences decided for me um if you'd like to catch us live we're live every week at twitch.tv slash rp gamer and uh yeah anything oh what are you gonna play this week 
I guess. Um, I am going to finish up Harmony of Dissidents. I don't know if I'm going to do Dracula X or not, because that's not a Metroidvania. That's like a straight-up Castlevania, and I'm notoriously bad at those, even with the rewind. And the, the final boss in that one is some BS, because not only are you doing that standard Dracula fight, but you're doing it like on a series of platforms that you can fall to your death. Mm. So I don't know. That sounds very frustrating, but I'm definitely going to finish up Harmony of Distance. I'm definitely going to be cleaning up more Digimon poop in the not too distant future. Um, and I have no idea when Shin Megami Tensei Five comes out because that's why I'm playing some of the side stuff right now because I'm just trying to kill time until that takes over my life. Fair enough. Josh, what about yeah. you? Yeah, uh, I'm just going to finish off Lost Judgment. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like persevere, stay away from the all of the uh, school side quests, and finish that off this week. Um, no, t- I- no, Tony One Jump Street for you. <laughs> oh God, I got to the point, um, like when the game came out. You know, he he has the uh, the skateboard, and right when the game was announced, there was all that. You know, like. Uh, the the meme of Steve Buscemi with a skateboard. I don't know what <laughs> TV show that's from. You know, like, hey there, fellow kids, what's up? You know, like, I finally got to that part of the game where it is very much like that. It's just kind of like Yagami shows up with a skateboard to a skateboard gang, and he's like, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> Me, oh. Meme meets life. <laughs> Funny. Um. Jumping on my Tensei 5 is November 12th, so I have two weeks to finish up what I'm doing. I still got to decide if I'm going to cancel my uh, pre-order for the, the special edition or not. <laughs> I'm I'll probably mine, keep it. <laughs> I, I want that demon compendium because of how much I love reading about SMT demons. <laughs> so apparently that Steve Buscemi bit's from 30 Rock. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've only ever seen it. I've only ever seen the meme. I didn't see it in the show. Well, the set looks like it's um from uh, Boy Meets World, right? So yeah. it's always confused me. <laughs> For some reason, I always thought it was like a Nickelodeon show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah. So I'm going to play Pathfinder Kingmaker, I think. Uh, keep going with that and see how that goes. But who knows? Um, I don't know. I might. I might not because of my weird experience so far with it uh, yeah and here i am actually broadcasting 30 rock on the channel that's probably not a good plan <laughs> <laughs> that that'll get us a strike yeah <laughs> all right so uh i think that's the show you want to take us out kelly um, yes, th- thank you, Chris and Josh, for letting me host. Uh, thank you, Dale North, for our music. Um, I thank myself for the art, but that's a little conceited. <laughs> um, th- thank you, Anna, for working this morning so that I could host, because I've never hosted officially before. I've always done it as a joke. And yeah, join us next week for Extra Life, and don't forget to donate to help make kids' lives better, because that's always important, and you know, we like I've said before, the media focuses way too much on the negative aspects of gaming. So anything that can bring a positive to it, I am all for. And yeah, uh, we'll have an extra live stream next week. And I think that's all the paperwork or paying the bills that I have to do. Is there anything I'm missing, so. Chris? No. Nah. All right. You good. You got. All it. right. 
Bye-bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you.